and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac, a show that is normally the definitive ranking of all video games every week at a time. I'm Matt Martins. I'm here with Hunter Donaldson. Hello. Hello. It's me. I'm here. Hello. Let's do it. Today, though, is a different sort of episode. It is a bonus episode because thank you, everyone, at patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac for contributing. And because we reached our $300 a month benchmark, we are dropping this episode into the public feed. If you want to see more bonus episodes, keep it coming. Consider being a part of our Patreon at $400 per month. We will do, uh, Hunter and I will watch way too many video game movies, and uh, we will rank... All of the video game movies we can muster uh, <laughs> from ourselves. So that's, which would be all of them. Which would be probably all of them. Um, and joining us for today's special episode, which is a publisher tournament, a video game publisher tournament. Hello, everyone. It's Sun Sanders. Hello. How is everybody? <laughs> I'm so excited to have specifically you here uh, today, Sun, because... I'm excited to be here. When I... I, I, I keep thinking about this episode uh, where we're going to talk a lot about lots and lots of games because we're talking about publishers and all of the many games they've all done. And then like, that's not, I don't, I'm not the one who's played all the games. That's, that's y'all two's thing is you yeah, two you've only played like this, eight of them. Old Gamers Almanac should be the Hunter and Sun show and I should just be like a host. So I feel yeah. like that's what today's vibe is going to be a little bit more of. Yeah, uh, it's wild, though, because now we've been doing Old Gamers Almanac for a while, mm. and we're still talking like Matt hasn't played any games, which doesn't I've really make exactly sense. I've played exactly 76 games at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, Matt has actually played a lot of games, but still we're at this point where it's like Matt just hasn't played it. How many games do you have to play, people? To be like, to how many games played a lot? Yeah, do you have to have played? Right. Like. Playing like 50 games in a year is a lot it's of insane, games. insane, like, and it hurts. I'll tell you games that Games are a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I feel like Matt has played plenty of games, but then still somehow is coming up short by his own metric. I, I wish I understood how this works. He just wants perfection. <laughs> I have to play them all. That's the whole mm -hmm. goal of the show is all of them must be in me. Let's talk about the structure of today's competition. It is a tournament. We have 16 competitors that we elected and the Patreon helped us elect. And then more specifically, we went to the Patreon and we had them sort of do their own vote on what they think the best publishers are. And we only used that to give us our seeds for our own tournament. So according to the listeners, we already know like who the best publisher is, but uh, we shall see today if Hunter, Sun, and I have any level of agreement with the listeners at all. Hunter, can you give me the list of 16 competitors in today's massive tournament? Well, before I do that, I just wanted to say this is a game about publishers, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is a confusing uh, distinction for a lot of people. Uh, even though, to me, it's actually a lot better than trying to go by developer because developers are yeah, can be different teams even within the same umbrella. Yeah, right. And I think it's like at the end of the day, people, specific people who work on specific games are the people that make those games. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is just branding. Right. Okay. Right. And so to me, breaking it down by publisher as opposed to developer is actually more true to the spirit of what we're doing, which is essentially evaluating a brand yeah yeah an overall umbrella right so that's what you should be thinking about and and if you wonder what what exactly does the publisher do they publish 
So there we go. <laughs> now you understand. Uh, this is a business episode. This is about the people who own intellectual properties and what they do with those intellectual properties. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes, Matt, the publisher doesn't actually own yeah. the intellectual property, too. So exactly. I, the publisher is the one that gets to smack their logo on it, and it's hard <laughs> to explain exactly how they contribute. Maybe at some point they give notes. Maybe they do not. Yeah. I don't know. Right. They they talk to Walmart. That's part of <laughs> that's the part well, that they do. Their the daddy. Walmart part. Daddy goes out and spends <laughs> yes. money. Yeah, daddy spends money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now that we've gotten that part out of the way, and I'm sure there will be no more confusion at any other part of this episode as not to what exactly a publisher is. Uh, I will reveal the seeds. Uh, as Matt said, this was based off a Patreon vote. Um, that decided these, these are not our opinions that, I mean, you should know for sure. This is definitely not our opinions. Cause we're about to lay the smack down on these <laughs> ideas here. Um, are, everyone's going to agree. Uh, with here us. we go. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, number 16. There were 16 publishers in all. Um, uh, the number 16 seed is Ubisoft. Uh, number 15 is EA electronic arts. Uh, number 14 is take two interactive. Mm. Number 13 is Konami. Uh, number 12, Microsoft, or, or a.k.a. Microsoft Game Studios, or, or just Microsoft. Which is now Xbox Game Studios. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's it is. now Xbox um, Games. Officially, it's Xbox Game Studios, but we all know them as Microsoft, I guess. <laughs> number 11 is Bandai Namco. Uh, number 10 is Activision Blizzard. Uh, I'm glad we got this in before Microsoft could uh, purchase them. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> episode is on a timer (laughs) yeah this episode's on a timer um number nine capcom number eight sony interactive entertainment number seven sega (laughs) number six annapurna interactive weird number five not weird great great number five Mm -hmm. square enix number four devolver digital (laughs) number three valve Number two, Nintendo. And number one, by a lot, and it wasn't even close, is Paradox. Why? Yeah, that one is fine. That's the most baffling one of all to me, Paradox. Well, we have officially determined that this is a 90s PC audience and more than anything, just a PC strategy audience. Yeah, they like strategy stuff. I don't know why they like this show so much then, because we have not talked about almost any strategy games, like at all, and very few PC games, but they're here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Patreon. We have split up those seeds into brackets uh and i don't i don't know how y'all do brackets but i do them where you try to do as much worst versus best in each matchup your goal right ideally is to end up with a championship that would be the number one versus the number two right that's that's like what the championship should quote unquote be but then that's why upsets are fun this 15th seed makes it really far or whatever but that's how we've structured today's bracket just so there's no surprises from people why some of the matchups are the way they are there will also be losers brackets those losers brackets are going to help us decide uh basically just to get us to a top six we want to have one through six ranked of these publishers and after we do that we're going to play an extra little game um, with with where we get to talk maybe more specifically about games rather than sort of what I imagine we'll be doing a lot of this episode was just like talking about a publisher as a whole. We want to be we wanted a chance to like talk nitty gritty on like our favorite games from some of the top publishers. So we have all prepared sort of nominees for our champions for all of the publishers, but we'll talk about our top six at, at kind of the end of all of this. But I think we don't want to waste any more time 
is everyone ready for our I'm ready. first matchup? Oh yeah, sixteen. Absolutely ready. Yeah, let's do let's it. Do it in game number one. It is first seed paradox versus sixteenth seed Ubisoft, and already. I think we have more of a contentious decision than the Patreon does because I do think these two are actually quite close. Yeah. Well, I mean, c do we want to like take turns introducing these various publishers? Sure. I'm, I'm down to do it. Uh, who uh, who wants? I, I can do Paradox if we need someone to do Paradox. Do Paradox or... first, and I'll and I'll okay. get ready for Ubisoft. Um. So Paradox is a Swedish game publisher. Um. Most of well, almost the entirety of their output are grand strategy games. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of exceptions to this. Uh, I'm not like, this is not supposed to be like a completely in-depth discussion where we nailed every aspect right. of a publisher. But, you know, mostly these guys are about, uh, you know, things like Crusader Kings, uh, Europa Universalis, yep. uh, Victoria, Hearts of Iron. Like, they, they, they're just iterating on specifically like the same design with like different flavor in every game. I've yeah. always wanted to know how much of the background numbers of a Paradox game just makes it into the next <laughs> yeah. game. You how much of it is the like, same set of spreadsheets for but every single just game? just a different face. Probably a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how much do they copy off their own homework? Yeah. That's like something that I'm really curious about. Like how much does the math kind of stay the same? Um, and I feel like that's it. I mean, it's they are, it's not a very wide bucket yeah. of, you know, intellectual property or like different types of games. Right. Um, well, they I, are games uh, me likey a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I will say too, a critical thing for me is separating to Paradox the developer from Paradox the publisher. Obviously everything developed by Paradox is published by Paradox. So that's like easy to still count towards all of this. But there is other stuff that Paradox publishes. For me, the most notable is Cities Skylines, which is not developed sure. by, by them, but it's like actually the best city builder that's maybe ever been like it it tops sim city it's the it is it has dethroned sim city as the best city sim game mm. um they have a lot of other stuff too that they do that i don't know very much about but like big series like mountain blade um they also did do some stuff with obsidian for a while though paul i know you like pillars of eternity mm -hmm. that's paradox uh, they did tyranny also by obsidian so also they really they good. dabble in this other stuff but it's always in that same world right of like strategy strategy rpg strategy simulation whatever all all that stuff it's all very on theme though so i th i think they have a clear identity um in contrast to ubisoft from france it's the french one it's the big one there everybody knows ubisoft um i think they're also in that territory of the like they're so big, everyone knows they're kind of nasty. They kind of, like, you know, Ubisoft is known for for sort of toxic gotcha mechanics and, and weird pricing and, and, you know, strange stuff like that. But the, the games in their library, Assassin's Creed, uh, Prince of Persia, Rabbit, the, like the Rayman slash Rabbit stuff, all of the Tom Clancy things, like just all, like anything you can think of that's got a Tom Clancy on it is an Ubisoft, right? Uh, the Far Cries. I mean, there's way, way, way more than that. I think nowadays, in the last decade, everyone knows Ubisoft for these sort of, like, big open-world games that are kind of in, like, samey, right? Like, I think that's the modern yeah. Ubisoft. I think old Ubisoft was very much more the Tom Clancy kind of shooter thing. 
And I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to pin down an exact identity for Ubisoft. They're massive. I mean, they're one of the bigger publishers we're talking about in any of this. I could sum it up. Go for it. Maps with little things you have to go find. That's exactly what all their games are. <laughs> That's Ubisoft. Big maps. <laughs> the map little, simulator. <laughs> little, yeah, where you go to a map, a little. it's like Google Maps, but you have a million little locations that you want to go to, <laughs> and you go to that location, you do a thing, and then you go to the next one, and you just do that yeah. until you're insane. Yeah, I would say that's a good uh, that's a good summation of Ubisoft. So I don't know. It's tough. This is these are two publishers uh, that I would say are are pretty strong. Ubisoft is uh, I would say going going through some stuff mm-hmm. uh, right now and over the last couple of years. Uh, it's 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 nasty bad stuff. Right. Uh, we don't really know about stuff like that with uh, with Paradox at all. Paradox right. is way more focused. Obviously, the audience loves Paradox. If it was up to them, right. they would just pick Paradox and move on. But I don't know. I really like Splinter Cell Chaos Theory a lot. A lot and huh? that's a game that I think I like better than any Paradox game. Right. So that's kind of tough. Yeah, I think I think Ubisoft was approachable for a very long time. Like, I, I don't think it really is the last decade that Ubisoft has had a stink on it. Um, but I, I feel like before that, it was just I always thought of Ubisoft games as like AAA games that weren't the most popular game of that year, but was still like a solid game for that year. I don't know. Like, I don't know that, like, Far Cry 1, 2, and 3 were necessarily the biggest deals in each of their respective years, but I think of those as, like, pretty big deal games, and then that, it's just a thing where all of their series now feel somewhat mishandled, or just sort of rote, or they're just sort of, like, turning the wheel, like, I mean, what, we've we've had, like, three more Far Cries that have never changed in any meaningful way since, yeah. like, like, Far Cry 2 is the last boldly interesting Far Cry or whatever, so I understand there being, like, essentially hate for Ubisoft, but I don't know that that necessarily means that, like, the, the breadth of their library is bad <laughs> in any way. Yeah, um, yeah, I think as far as the as far as the work itself, I I think they're you know I you mentioned the Far Cry series. I don't really like Far Cry that mm-hmm. much, but I did think that Far Cry Two was a very interesting, cool game. Yeah, but also like kind of seemed like the one that Ubisoft most wanted to get away from yeah. after it had come out. Right. And I played I played through Far Cry Three and didn't really feel anything about it, even though I played through the entire game. So mm-hmm. I would say that. Overall, I think there's just a there's a lot of stuff that I don't care about. Yeah. Um I would say I pretty much care about every single paradox game, but that's like not that many games. That's overall. where this conversation is trickier for me because we're talking about publishing and I I think I have in in thinking about this episode and prepping for it, I haven't been able to decide if like a a publisher with 3 amazing games and that's it. Does that top a publisher with like decades of really great games but maybe none of them are like the absolute top of my list that's where i fall on this one being difficult especially for me paradox is like a developer or a publisher i i respect but i can't ever get into their games like they're too obtuse for me to like spend the time with city skylines is the only one i've put any meaningful time into everything else uh escapes me in some way so i i don't think it would be honest for me to vote for paradox here even though I think they do really cool stuff. But then I think about stuff, I, Pillars of Eternity. I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. Son, your thoughts? It's Paradox. Pillars of Eternity and Tyranny, hands down, are so, <laughs> so fun. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft, I mean, I feel like, you know, it's like I did have a lot of fun with Ubisoft games. And that's, I mean, that's, I shouldn't discount that at all. But I just feel like games that I want to go back and play now, games that I think mm-hmm. I'll go play, you know, uh, not like Sean, but games that I'll play when I'm 40, you know, like, ooh, yeah. let's nostalgia 
nestle in um right. I, I don't think it will be an ubisoft game that i pick up and yeah, play that's a really good point i could see myself picking up pillars of eternity and being like oh yeah i'm gonna play this again um because yeah there's a million things to do that it never did and that's i guess that's right, what yeah. i love about it you can have your your highway that you pave but then you can come back to it and be like, oh, there's so many exit ramps I can take. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I think I'm also voting Paradox because Crusader Kings 3 plus Europa Universalis mm-hmm. 4, the cumulative aspect between those two games versus right. Splinter Cell Chaos. Like my other two picks for Ubisoft games for this discussion that we're going to have later uh, aren't even close to yeah. EU4 or CK3. So uh, really, yeah. to me, Ubisoft really has one. I, and I'm not a Prince of Persia guy, so that doesn't right. mean anything yeah. to me. Prince of Persia means um, nothing at to all. Me. I think p- people always tell me that Prince of Persia: Sands of Time is like some like great masterpiece. And when I play it, I feel like not completely uninterested in in, in what it's doing. Yeah. Um. I I like going for Paradox here, especially because you bringing up Crusader Kings in Europa. Think about, too, if we're just talking about, like, the business of these two companies. Like, Paradox is like, let's uh, just keep adding to one great game for, like, an entire decade or more. I mean, how many expansions are there for EU4 and CK3 versus Ubisoft where it's like, let's re-release the same game for $60 every single year in every single one of our major franchises with very little iteration. It's like, if Assassin's Creed was the Paradox method where, like, you got an Assassin's Creed game and then they just added to Assassin's Creed... Ev- like constantly and in, in very new cool ways it could grow like that's obviously way more interesting so yeah it's got it's got to be par- paradox here i just want to say though for that last point you're making matt i actually kind of don't like the way that paradox really? approaches dlc because there's so much of it yeah it becomes... that comes out all the time that it is like i kind of wish they did less releases but each were was um bigger, bigger. Yeah. Uh, they've actually sort of started doing that with CK3. Europa Universalis 4, if you are listening to this podcast right now and you understand the Europa <laughs> Universalis 4 DLC, will you email the show and break <laughs> it down for me? Because I would I would love to give them some of my money on that stuff. But it is like 30 yeah. deep or something at this right. point. It's like $250 DLCs. to get that whole game. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah, a lot. Nice. And it doesn't really make sense. Like there's no way they're all created equally. So like... What are what's the good stuff? Okay, well let's move on. Paradox wins that matchup. We have so many more of these to do. Next up is Sega versus Activision Blizzard. This one, uh, I'll introduce Activision Blizzard real quick. Okay, Activision, lot of kind of sports. Uh, Activision was like t- my Tony Hawk world, right? I loved sort of their their take on sports games as a world I like to exist mm-hmm. in. Obviously, they are also Blizzard, so all of the Blizzard things that people very much know and love. But for me, as a publisher, what we mostly know Activision Blizzard for is a lot of recent controversy that paints them in an extraordinarily negative light uh, yeah. and uh, makes me not want them to do very well in this at all. And also, I, I can't say there's very many Activision games I actually am that passionate about. I think all of the passion for Activision Blizzard is the Blizzard side of that equation, unless you're a Call of Duty person, right? Like, basically, you either like Call of Duty or you don't, and then everything else is Blizzard. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't... My, my guess is Activision Blizzard isn't going to stand much of a chance here, but who would like to introduce Sega? Matt, you didn't like Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. <laughs> um, well, the other option is Sega, Sega. Um, which is... I don't think you really need... I don't I don't know if you listen this is your first episode maybe I'll introduce what Sega is but 
Sega is like Nintendo if they were wearing sunglasses and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, cue the outrun music. Just put in a little outrun music right now. I feel like Activision Blizzard has no chance here. No, uh, not even it's not bit. even close. I would rather get through this round quickly yeah. and just say Sega wins. Let's talk more about Sega later and yeah. Activision yeah. Blizzard. I mean, it's sad for Blizzard, but like mm. even Blizzard, how much is Blizzard in the dumpster recently? Like, let's, let's give a sign off to Blizzard. What's been good from Blizzard in the last six years? I I don't know. Ten years even? Has anything like been Overwatch? Good, good since uh, World of Warcraft 2? World of War, what, is, what is World of Warcraft 2? <laughs> or what Warcraft 2. Sorry, about? Warcraft 2. Warcraft, Warcraft 2. 2. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> for Sun, it's all World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, it's all of it. World of Warcraft 3, Reign of Chaos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like all that old Blizzard stuff. Yeah. Um, I even, I, I thought Overwatch was cool. Uh, Hearthstone was uh, was great. When it first came yeah. out, Hearthstone was great, but it, it quickly became yeah. just a crap. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I really have that much of an opinion. Mm -hmm. I just know that I am so solidly in Sega's yeah. corner that Easy. I don't really have anything to say. Yeah, they pay your Let's move on to the next bills. one. They pay uh, my, they are literally my dad. <laughs> uh, the next matchup is, I don't know, maybe trickier? We'll see. I don't know. I know who I'm with. First up is Square Enix <laughs> versus... Microsoft, or com more recently known as Xbox Game Studios. Um, do either of you want to introduce Square Enix, and I can get ready for Microsoft? Son, do you want to introduce Square Enix? How do we do this together? <laughs> one of you introduce Square, and one of you introduce e Enix. Yeah, Square, <laughs> Square is one of the best publishers of all time, and then eventually they they tagged on Enix <laughs> uh, to make it sound fun, because two syllables are always great. Um, and uh, yeah, they make all some of the best RPGs ever made, some of the w most wonderful love stories ever made. There's a few little action <laughs> games that they do every occasionally. Um, uh, they make, I would say, hands down, one of the best tactics games of all time. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. Square Enix is going to win uh, if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> well, can we be a little bit negative, though? Like, as far as a publisher managing their legacy. Yes, Square Enix was... is not a poster child. No. It's the opposite of that. They are like they are a naughty, naughty boy yes. that needs to go back in his room. Basically, Square Enix <laughs> is like Mozart. Um, you know how Mozart only lived? He only lived. Maybe, maybe I'm not a Mozart guy, <laughs> but I was like pretty sure he died young, right? Square Enix kind of does the same thing. I mean, let's be honest. Um, uh, yeah. it, they just haven't done well after 2000, or 2001, right. maybe. Um, they're yeah. well, compared know, to are, everything are, prior. Are you not yeah. hopeful for the future, though? Is it not a more hopeful time for Square Enix fans these days? Like Dragon Quest has sort of very slowly become a thing in the West. Mm -hmm, finally, mm -hmm. um, Final Fantasy VII remake was not a, a dumpster fire. There are glimmers um, of hope. There are definitely glimmers of hope. It is looking up. Um, but yeah, who wants to introduce uh, Xbox Game Studios? I would love to. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I I don't want to under. I mean, I know who I'm with here. I'm with two like Square people squareheads but like <laughs> let's not discount xbox game studios in this matchup we're talking our halos we're talking our bro shooters we're talking gears of war we're also talking age of empires as a series that's a huge deal for the for the strategy world mm -hmm. also xbox game studios obviously in recent years has been acquiring 
everything under the sun. I mean, we just knocked out Activision Blizzard, but there's a pending like case to try and have them just own all of that too. Uh, they do the Forza racing games. They do. Uh, they own Double Fine Productions, which is like an amazing indie house. They're buying all sorts of indie houses. There's so many in the last five years, like cool games coming out. They have Obsidian now. Uh, they have Bethesda now. Like all of our Bethesda stuff is technically under under this umbrella now. I, you know, to what extent we consider old Bethesda stuff a part of this discussion is trickier, I suppose. But, uh, you know, just talking about, like, very recent things, even from the indie side where I get very excited, last year's Pentiment is a game I'm dying to play. Mm -hmm. Just recently, they, like, day one launched a new game called Hi-Fi Rush that, like, got people very excited. I think Xbox Game Studios is doing especially cool stuff here recently um, and also has, uh, you know, plenty of their own legacy, even if it's more starting you know obviously it's it's mostly dealing with from when the xbox came around right we're talking 2000s right. on we don't have we don't have a 90s legacy to talk about here yeah what i think is difficult though about this conversation is that uh xbox game studios acquired a lot of this intellectual property like very, very recently true and there's been very few releases of like there's so much Proof legacy stuff they could yeah. be putting out um, and, you know, some of that's been been happening, but I, I feel like overall it's still like too early to say right. how Xbox Game Studios is going to manage all of these various brands that they've, they've acquired. Right. And I have a second point against them, which is to say, I know that Valve is coming up on this list later, and there is a notable difference between Xbox Game Studios, the publisher, and xbox game pass the platform and service right. in right. the same way we will later have to talk about valve the publisher who publishes not very many video games but it has owns the platform steam that's this whole other thing that we're not we're not talking about distribution today we're talking about publishing so you know we can't lump in the like do you really like game pass argument into this um so anyways with with that in mind I don't. I have not played enough Square Enix stuff. I don't have a history with Square Enix stuff, so my vote would go towards Xbox Game Studios. But I'm like quite certain I'm about to get outvoted, and I'm fine with that. Well, I don't know. I like Minecraft, and I think that the way that they've managed Minecraft is is at least decent. I think Minecraft uh, has has had a like since being acquired by Microsoft. I haven't uh -huh. I haven't been that annoyed with right. any changes. And in fact, I think Minecraft gets a lot of updates if you don't play Minecraft on the regular. Um, my roommates and I all kind of exploded into Minecraft very recently, which makes no sense. But there's so much interesting new stuff in Minecraft. Like, it's yeah. very wild to me. Um, but at the same time, now that I think about it, you do have to, like, have a Microsoft account in order to play Minecraft, which uh -huh. gets really weird. You, no matter right. what platform you're on, you have to sign into your Microsoft account right. in order to play um, which means sometimes you might own Minecraft on multiple platforms, but because you only have one Microsoft account, you can't play it at the same time on your different right. devices mm -hmm. without logging into it. So you know what? Uh, I'm Square Enix all the way. <laughs> that that it, it's they have made it actually kind of complicated in a way that annoys me. Yeah, I will I will say my argument, even though I think we know what I'm going to choose. Um, but I do I do see it as two tales of two different tapes, right? Like we have one that's like we have to look towards hope in the future, right? Because we have all these great uh -huh. additions in Square and Square Enix in the past, where we're like, oh, all of these are like there's so much nostalgia and then still stuff that holds up to this day. Um, but there has been a really bad decade and a half of like ooh you know but even within that there's final fantasy 14 
that's like the most beloved it game is, of recent. People do like yeah, love the heck out of it. So I don't know. They're, they're managing like at least one thing extraordinarily yeah. well, and then yeah, right. their other stuff is sort of falling to pieces at times. Yeah, and the other one is like you know they're up and coming. They have all this stuff. There's a lot of promise, a lot yeah. of hope. Um, where the other one's like, oh, we need that hope. Here's the stuff in the future that we really want. Um, I mean, I'm still choosing Square Enix, uh, but I will say, you know, son, what if I told you? Don't forget that Microsoft was there at the early, the Jade Empire and Mass Effect time of, of BioWare. Jade does that Empire do anything so for I mean, you? it does. The, the, pre, the pre-Mass Effect 2 BioWare? Is that, I mean, it's only two. It's just those two things. Well, it's, this is actually yeah, I mean, but those... So the the but BioWare those thing huge. is a very short window. Mass Effect 2, <laughs> for, Mass for Effect, and Jade Empire are Well, huge. Mass Effect 2 is going to be EA. So oh, let's, that's true. I that's can't, true. I can't overstep my bounds that's here. True. It's, it's a little messy. So it is I'm, a little messy. I'm, this is mostly a joke. I want to I want to throw out something that that Xbox Game Studios could do with all of their uh, recently acquired intellectual property that I would actually appreciate. Um, give me what they've done with uh, like rare preserving rares yes. old, mm, old stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Give me that with Bethesda. Yeah. I'm tired of old yeah. Bethesda games basically being like, well, what happens is you download the game and then you right. spend a couple hours reading the strategy guide on how to get the game running on your machine. And then you install the mods, and I hope you didn't do it wrong, because if you did do it wrong, then you're an idiot. Um, I want someone to just, like, essentially reissue or remaster old uh, Elder Scrolls games in a way that I can play them easily, (laughs) without having to think about it too much, without it being a job that I get, okay? (laughs) So that's something, like, now that Microsoft is in charge of that, or at least has somewhat of a say, I don't know how much in charge of it they are, um, that would be useful. I don't give it right. to somebody. Give it to like, like make Night Dive Studios like do like a remaster slash port of Morrowind. Uh, Morrowind. Right. Yeah, just do that. Do that. Well, let's let's give it to Square Enix because I do think the the votes seem to to shift that direction. But um, Xbox, you you had a good run. Uh, congratulations, Square Enix. Let's move on to game number four. Uh, this is the last game of this half of the bracket. I will note these these four like the, the, these eight will kind of keep going up against each other. There's like a second half. Do you know how brackets work? Doesn't matter. Hey, guess <laughs> what? It's Valve versus Take Two Interactive. Yeah, uh, I'll introduce Take Two. Take Two is a really complicated one, and in the prep for this episode. Uh, I, I I got hung up a lot on what like how we were classifying some of these things because Take Two Interactive as a as a company is just a holding company. They they own publishers, and so publishers aren't even necessarily publishing under Take Two. They're just all like what we're talking about when we talk about Take Two is primarily Rockstar and Two K Games, right? Those are the two primary things that everybody knows this publisher for. Those are the two big publishers under their wing. There is also Private Division uh, is like a is a big name recently in the sort of indie or game world, uh, known for things like Kerbal Space Program, uh, the Ollie Ollie World games, uh, a few other things. The uh, Outer Worlds was published by uh, Private Division, which is then technically Take Two. Uh, Wasn't Borderlands also? Uh, Borderlands is 2K, so so when we get into the 2K stuff, we're talking about lots of sports series, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and then also specifically things like Borderlands. Uh, 2K is Bioshock and that yep. whole sort of enterprise, yep. and then Rockstar is obviously Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Autos, uh, yeah. and that whole world. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Cool. Well, then there, then you have Valve. Um, Valve has uh, published uh, not that many games. 
but they are kind of all bangers. I yeah. mean, we've got mm-hmm. Half-Life, Half-Life 2, we got Portal, we got Portal 2, we've got Left 4 Dead, we got Left 4 Dead 2. Team Fortress. <laughs> These guys don't like to do a third one. They yeah. know that's the whole thing. Team Dota Fortress, two. Team Fortress 2. They got Dota 2. They like twos. They don't like yeah, threes. Threes, okay? threes are old threes. news. We don't do threes. Uh obviously Counter-Strike um and let's see actually did i miss even one? Oh, no. day of defeat now we're <laughs> sure. done i literally <laughs> just described the entire portfolio right yeah. there and every single thing is developed by them as well like they only publish their own stuff essentially uh yeah. which is i oh my maybe my strangest hang up with them i just think it's like if we're talking about publishers i like to talk about publishers where it's like they got all these crazy things going on where it's like valve is a first person shooter thing that also has dota now like they eventually got the rights to dota and they make dota but beyond that they make yes some of the best for my favorite first person shooters all in existence but i don't know is that enough to put them above take two that has like such a wider breadth of style of games and everything i mean there's there's so much going on under take two's banner. but what's the take two stuff that you really like yeah. like i mean do, can we add up those games and does it add up to because i mean the valve borderlands portfolio 2 is, love mm-hmm. it red okay. dead redemption i haven't played red dead redemption 2 but i've played all of red dead redemption 1 love it love the grand theft autos across the board um I think the 2K, I, I've played a couple 2K sports games in my life, and I, I think that they're all solid entries. I mean, I, I can't speak at length about them, but I, I think they are. I do think 2K is, like, the best sports game publisher, mm. I, I, I've, and, and always has been. Yeah, I kind of have no opinion there about sports yeah, game publishing, sure. but because I was just not, it's not something I mess with uh, right. very often. So, yeah, I would say that part of the brand doesn't mean a lot to me. Um, I do think... All the games published by Take-Two and all the games published by Valve, if I had to pick a best game out of all of those, I think overall, not not just my favorite, but the one I think is truly the best, I think the best is probably Red Dead Redemption 2. Right. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is better than anything that Valve's right. ever made. Yeah, I mean, I also left out uh, XCOM. The The recent XCOM games are right. under this banner. For Axis yeah, those are like, is, is a 2K thing. XCOM Enemy Within, that's a that's a thing. That's a ball in Hunter's Court, for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> like that game probably the most of all these games. Like, that's uh-huh. my personal favorite. But I, I recognize that that is a specific me thing and not necessarily just like an overall thing. I just think Red Dead 2 is like... Like, if yeah. you haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2, you really should because it is kind of... Uh, a thing to behold. Is that one? Um, is that one game worth all? Of, like the because I mean, Rockstar has a pretty bumpy history, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is very. And bumpy. so is yeah. is that like, you know? And I, I I don't feel like I have the same like social problems with Valve as a of these other games. It may be great, but like the the cost of getting them made was all, when you play them is sometimes like. Uh, mm. Hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't speak too soon on any of that though. I, I mean, it's true. I do think a lot of that first coming. off, I do think there's been recent reporting that like there's there's Valve's had its fair share of like crunch and toxic workplace stuff. I think all of these major oh yeah, they probably all do. Okay, well let, then let's let's take a second real quick to just say these um we're all talking we're like this discussion today is yeah. a list of sixteen evil corporations <laughs> okay, okay, that will okay. kill you and steal your money if they if they can. They right. will literally destroy you when, and take your money if they right. can. Like when, they're not good I, people. They should yeah. we should get rid of them all and we should have no video games. When I think about the negative um, things in, in this conversation, what I want to focus more on is like literally even just the bad for gamers. Like I think all of these companies crunch their employees, but even the, yeah. like when we talked about Ubisoft, the like bad pricing schemes mm-hmm. and bad release schedules of stuff, 
that's our publisher conversation. And so under that banner, you know, I don't know, Rockstar and 2K, I don't think are that toxic in that regard. I mean, 2K games, well, I mean, yes, there's a new sports game every year, but that's like the sports game market. You have to do that. So I, I, I there's not room to play. All right, well, let's form. change the argument. Is it Orange Box versus Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> Orange Box is the best value any, of any, any, of all yes. time. anyone has ever created in, in, in gaming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely, Orange Box is yeah the best product right, anybody I ever came it. up with. I did it. I'm um, done. <laughs> see, I, I no, I I think there's there is a conversation here. Sure. Like I I I do not think it that it is duh one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and also Matt, if you want to take it to publisher relationship to consumer, yeah. I mean, Rockstar has done a lot of really anti-consumer stuff over That's the last year, yeah, yeah. delisting the old Grand Theft Autos, oh, making yeah. it so that like yeah. I it. They literally did something while I was playing L.A. Noir for the show last year, like yeah. in the middle of me playing it, where suddenly I had to like load up the launcher, the Rockstar oh, launcher, yeah. in order to get so into L.A. Stupid. Noir. Right. And then that it's it's they do they do dumb stuff all the time about that relationship. And I would say that the Valve consumer relationship is actually quite positive. Um, um yeah, because on the flip side of of all of your points about Rockstar and stuff. I just own every single Valve game, no matter what I do. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what at what point this was a thing, but they're like, I don't know if it's if you have a Steam account that's X years old or whatever. My memory is Half Life Alex came out. I don't have a VR headset. I'm not playing Half Life Alex anytime soon. One day, Half Life Alex was just in my Steam library, Whoa. and I went to check, and it's like I uh, for some reason I am grandfathered into every Valve game that will ever exist. I just get them; they just they just show up in my thing. So I don't That's know what cool. Valve is doing, but they, they just let you have their games. They really don't care Valve at all. Valve Daddy really loves you. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I get that argument. I, I still think for for me, my honest vote is Take Two here. As a publisher, I think there's more going on. I, Valve is the better developer for sure for me, but I, I'm not like wildly impressed with Valve as a publisher, especially what's I mean, how many games have they done in the last 15 years? Yeah, right. That's like, true. Like, yeah, but but the portfolio is all I mean, Team it's Fortress. All, it's all bangers. I mean, you can be a medic and an engineer. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, that's, let's let's that's let's really just vote it out. Logic. Let's vote it out. I think we've all made our cases. Oh my God, I will uh, vote take two here, uh, son. If you voted take two after everything you've said, son, that <laughs> would be so funny. <laughs> I, I, I do think I am going to do take two. Um, what? I oh think my I am. God. It's Rockstar. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so okay, much well, there. I had actually it's, been won over. Absolutely. I was actually going to vote Valve. Oh, so. wow. See, and I was actually, you just, <laughs> Matt literally just won me over. I was like, you know, yeah, like, in reality, I think I have to all say right. it because there's just the, the swath is there so hey look that's just how it goes yeah. that's that's democracy right. well, this I is just, our first no. major upset seed three valve is about to lose to like 14 or whatever take two i love I an underdog this is, uh this is wonderful this is ridiculous i think it, it, that's, it's not an <laughs> underdog take two is the evil empire <laughs> it's huge it's true no I, I know i'm surprised take two did so bad in the in the seeding process but i think take two makes people forget that we're talking specifically about rockstar people you know don't what even I mean? know like, what that is they're like take two yeah. what is that yeah. because of right Right. how they've organized it but you forget some so many things are underneath it this this was a tricky one no matter what i think some giants were going down in that sure. conversation i sure. mean i mean red dead redemption 2 and XCOM enemy within were gonna win or lose and half-life 2 and portal 2 were gonna win or lose in that so i just it sucks no matter how we cut well, it so before we got into this discussion i was thinking about it differently than i am now now that we're in it yeah. i'm starting to do the math of all the okay. games i can think of that i like sure and and sure. sometimes it's like like for me, Take Two was based off like a couple standout titles, 
But then I started mm-hmm. thinking about the cumulative effect of every Valve game, and that added up to sure. a lot. But anyways, it's, it does. It's we're making it up as we go along. This is all. Sure. This is all just a weird <laughs> mental exercise. Yeah. Next up is a much easier thing for all of us to come down from. It's Nintendo yeah. versus EA. Electronic it's Arts. In the game. Electronic Arts. Uh, so here I'll introduce EA for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Real quick. All right. EA. The original bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> the original bad. Honestly, okay. Credit where credits. EA's having a bit of a comeback at the very mm-hmm. least they are seemingly releasing stuff that's like not being that predatory like that you know they're coming out wow. with like pretty decent games not so like they were the 2010s were filled with EA is the known bad guy at like rated by multiple polls as the worst company in existence because like nerds are all over the internet so they vote heavily in these polls well, they also almost got into a lot of legal trouble over their yeah i mean actually they did get in legal trouble yeah. for things that they were doing so yeah right. i mean it, it, i you know what how about this this is the most positive way i can spin it ea exploited the loot box paradigm to such an extent yeah. that they may have killed right. it that's the nicest thing <laughs> i can say about ea <laughs> is that yes. they got yes. so nasty <laughs> That the whole loot box thing became it. it they burst and killed it. They got the attention yeah. of the non gamers by being so yeah. greedy and evil that other people were coming in and being like, "What is this? This looks like gambling." <laughs> so they 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 own Mass Effect. They own Battlefield. They have uh, NHL games. They've I mean all the EA Sports stuff. They've got all the Bioware stuff. They've got what so i mean they they have quite a lot at this point even to the point where i felt like there was a moment there where ea well because what ea tr- was trying to challenge valve for a bit they're trying to have ea origin and that failed spectacularly uh thank goodness but yeah i mean and ea has been around for a very very long time uh although hey guess what this matchup is uh who's that can you introduce our yeah can, well, hold on can i cut in before before <laughs> yeah, yeah. hunter comes in and Go says ahead. this yeah. i don't think we should say anything more than just nintendo because <laughs> yeah ea has slowly murdered and killed all the great hockey games Every where you cannot franchise. just sit on your couch and pretend <laughs> that you're the owner of some yeah. hockey team and go on this wonderful thing they've slowly murdered it to death they killed bioware they killed, they killed BioWare. bioware i don't think they deserve really much besides us tell saying hey they're you know take two yeah pretty bad but hey ea original bad guy um and yeah. nintendo wins right do we yeah, need to really say much that's else? fair i i just wanted for ea i just wanted to say that burnout 3 takedown is uh is uh, yes really there you awesome go yeah game. burnout games are kind of fun those yeah. are softies yeah. those are good all right our next matchup game number six is Sony Interactive Entertainment versus mm. Capcom. Yeah. This one is very tricky. Who wants to introduce Sony? Uh, I can introduce Sony. Uh, okay. Sony makes uh, the PlayStation, but they also have <laughs> to publish games for that PlayStation. <laughs> um, they, they have, uh, I would say, they have one of the weirdest portfolios um, because if you look all the way back to the beginning, uh, when the when the first PlayStation launched, they were clearly working very very hard to make that system work. And what that meant uh-huh. was that Sony published a lot of games all over the place uh, mm-hmm. of all kinds of genres, and like really expanded the idea of like what the brand of the PlayStation could be to the point where now I, it's my favorite console. It probably will always be my favorite console because I just think they threw all of the spaghetti at the wall and what's interesting 
is that the further into time we go, the more it feels like Sony Interactive is kind of more of a Valve-type publisher yeah. where they control a pretty small number of very profitable um, ideas and, and, and intellectual properties that, that they just sort of churn out a release or a major release or two every year, which is now a little bit boring. I would say Sony used yeah. to be a little more interesting to me. Um, like, for example, they published on the PlayStation Legend of Ligaya, which is a very weird JRPG <laughs> that has like fighting game mechanics in the battle system. And then last year, they just made another God of War game, which is a series <laughs> they have may have been making since 2004. So the, the, the creative boom of Sony Interactive Entertainment is kind of over. But they still make a lot of stuff. I mean, they, these are the people yeah. that published Last of Us Part Two. A game right. that is not non-controversial. I like it. I, I like leading with that point too, though, of like, I mean, part of the reason the PlayStation survived and was successful is because of Sony publishing. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like that, that's the their investment in publishing is the reason that console did well at that time. Especially like in that era, there's a million consoles all coming out at the same time, but Sony is the one that's like, well, let's actually make sure there's games on this thing. Yeah. Um, they are up against Capcom, though. Capcom is an OG. They've been around forever. They're an arcade thing. Their games continue to have an arcade feel. Uh, they also, I mean, they're the they're the Resident Evil people. They're the Dead Rising people. They're the Lost Planet people. They're Power Stone. Mm -hmm. They're Beautiful Joe. They're Street Fighter. They're Breath cry. of Fire. They're 1942. They're Ace Attorney. This Capcom is all over the map in terms of genre yeah. and every genre they hit it's like a, it's like an all-time contender in that genre like every single time they try it so capcom is a behemoth they've also done a better job of i would say maintaining their legacy which is like i think a big yeah. thing to harp on uh in this discussion is like how well have have these different publishers maintained your access to the really old great stuff um it's right. not like anybody does it super well but Capcom does a pretty good job of like releasing those like those games that are like here's like all of our beat 'em up games or like yeah. actually a lot of times it leaves out some of the best stuff. It'll be like here's a bunch of obscure sure. old Capcom beat 'em ups. Uh, here's like a bunch of Capcom fighting games that we've never released before. Street Fighter Two is available in so many different iterations and configurations yeah. that you know the running joke of Street Fighter Two Turbo you know HD Remix Grandpa. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, is is just out there. You know, the Capcom yeah. wants you to be able to reach into their legacy always, uh, and and at yeah. this point, they're even at a point of remaking their legacy, like the way they've been remaking every Resident Evil game uh, for the past couple of years. I know this year we're getting Resident Evil Four, which doesn't really make sense. Like, why are we getting that? But whatever, it'll probably be great. <laughs> you know what? It'll probably be right. cool when it comes out. It'll probably be great. <laughs> yeah. Th so this is a this is a tough one. I would. Almost because like so the Sony stuff has a lot of amazing things in it. I especially think of Sony in the modern day as like very high prestige games that like are rated extraordinarily well, right? I mean, yeah. you know, your Last of Us's, your Uncharted's, your like God of War. They publish Naughty Dog everything, right? Yeah, that, that, absolutely. That's just like, so, like, yeah, any of this PlayStation exclusive stuff is essentially Sony Interactive, and most of it is not anything to balk at, but. I think my vote handily goes for Capcom here because I'm just so I, even though I'm lying about both of these for myself personally because it's it's a bunch of, I wasn't a Sony kid I haven't played a, a lot of these Capcom franchises but the Capcom stuff I have played and the Capcom stuff I want to play entices me significantly more 
than the Sony stuff because the Capcom stuff is just so wacky too on top of everything else. Yeah, I don't it's it's really tough because I think it's in really some tough. ways Sony is like kind of the perfect idea of what a publisher should do because of all that work yeah. they did so early in the life cycle of the PlayStation to like just mm-hmm. be the overseer of the the brand and console in its entirety. I mean, like yeah. Twisted Metal Two was technically published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Like that, right. they reached deep and tried for everything. I mean, you can like that they they were able to negotiate, you know, Final Fantasy into coming to uh, the PlayStation. Now, I'm not going to give them right. the Final Fantasy series uh, in right. total as far as publishing goes. But I will say that, like, they technically co-published Final Fantasy VII with Square in North America. Yeah. So, like, they were definitely a very hands-on, like, we want this platform to succeed. And they were able to create a recognizable and successful brand after Nintendo had sort of defined the marketplace. And that's mm-hmm. a pretty wild thing to accomplish. Um, and also, Shadow of the Colossus, right? I mean, it's right. like it's it's like they have all the hits of any of these publishers plus like such a deep catalog of weirdo stuff i mean yeah matt you like klonoa they technically co-published uh klonoa door to phantom isle they they were yeah. a handshake with basically every major playstation right. one release they weren't yeah. involved to some extent like that's a lot that's a lot to accomplish that is a lot i don't uh disagree with any of that. i i feel like you could kind of make some cases with things like like Microsoft in in the same breath. I don't know. Yeah. When, when you think about Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo as like our big three these days, Sony definitely stands out as doing a very specific kind of game. Right? Yeah. Like it's a very different style. Um, and I, I do agree that that's like worth mentioning. And then, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus. I, 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 I like the modern day Sony because I don't have the memory of the, the PS1 Sony, but like just the the quality of games coming out under sony these days i feel like is unquestionable although i don't know maybe maybe that's like not wholly true like the horizon stuff horizon zero dawn horizon forbidden west that stuff kind of all runs together for me but Mm -hmm. when i hear other people talk about those games there's rarely bad things being said about it and and like the new spider-man games Mm. like i don't know there's there's a lot of really great stuff still happening under their umbrella so i son what's your feeling both of you failed to mention legends of dragoon Published by Sony yeah. Interactive, yeah. one of the best RPGs of all time. It's dragons, dragons on more dragons, um, and yeah. So it is Sony Interactive. Uh, oh my god! Your vote is Sony. Oh, dang. I'm so scared here. Okay, Paul votes Sony. I I have to stick with Capcom here. So Hunter, it comes you down to, to you as the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I I actually do think overall that Sony is a better publisher. Um, okay. I th- I th- wow. I think it's 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 very close. It's the closest one we've had thus far, in my opinion. But yeah. I think I gotta go with Sony. This feels like a massive blow, but it's it's okay. I will note this was our middle matchup. This was eighth and ninth seed. Right. So it makes mm. sense why these two feel so like connected in in this way. They were in fact like tied in the votes. So yeah. After the Valve Take Two thing, I was like, I have to stick to my guts. <laughs> I shall not be convinced. <laughs> Sun has chosen to have a soul, uh-huh. whereas Matt has has foregone any conclusions. Uh, okay, game number seven. We're almost done with the the very first round here. Lo- lots happening in this first round. We're introducing everything. Future rounds will go faster but our seventh of eighth 
eight matchups is Annapurna, a recent entry in the publishing market, versus Bandai Namco, uh, about as long-standing tradition as you can have in the gaming industry. Mm. Uh, so this is new versus old. Um, I mean, Annapurna's super cool. I do not know how they're going to compete with the history of Namco. But to, to introduce some Annapurna stuff, they are a company on the cutting edge of what people think of as amazing art house games or whatever. Your your gone homes, your Kentucky Route Zeros. Uh, uh, they they did in fact, I guess, publish Solar Ash this year. That's fun. Yeah. Or I'm not this year. 2021. That's a game we liked enough. Neon White though. That's Annapurna. Uh, there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Outer this Wilds. is a big Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds yeah. is a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, so. Annapurna is very cool, but they are, you know, they were they they came around in 2017, so we're we're in very very young years. So we are about to have a competition of is how hard they've entered the market going to be able to compete with Namco's legacy and Bandai's legacy, but like we Namco's legacy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll introduce uh, Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco uh, is uh, it's technically just Namco in my opinion. Bandai mm-hmm. doesn't bring anything <laughs> to the merger uh, that I find super. Interesting. Uh, it's mostly a bunch of like Dragon Ball Z games and Naruto mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. Which th- that's chill if you if you like that kind of thing. I don't hate that kind of thing. It just doesn't mean a lot. Yeah, it brings the anime to the video games. You know, it it it, it bridges that gap. Yeah, I agree. For us, um, so it's mostly about Namco though. Namco is you know like Capcom or Taito or or Sega, um, an old old. Uh, Japanese video game publisher uh, that started back in the arcades. We got our Pac-Mans. We got our, uh, what, Galaga? We got our uh, Galaxian, Bosconian. Bosconian, brother. It's a lot of good stuff. I mean, (laughs) you know, we got Soul Calibur. We got got From Software stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Is mostly published under Bandai Namco. However, that, you know, it's like Dark Souls, sure. Uh, Elden Ring, yes. Sekiro, no. Bloodborne, no. So technically, <laughs> no, Bloodborne right. was uh, a factor in the Sony Interactive Entertainment discussion that just didn't get brought up. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's there. Um, yeah. Sekiro is technically Activision publishing. Uh, so that, and we just didn't even talk about that. And Sekiro is like probably <laughs> my favorite game of all the games we're going to talk about. But we're just not even. Right. It's it's kind of out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Bandai Namco, very cool. Uh, old. Very cool old company with a lot of new hotness attached to it. Yeah, Katamari Damacy, mm-hmm. baby. That's that's my that's my whole thing here. Um, it it's Bandai Namco with a bullet for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little bit tougher for me. I I do think that it sucks that Annapurna is so new. So like they're going up against such an old company. Um, I think they've done a really good job of defining a brand very specifically. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they function sort of more like a record label functions, uh, which is something yeah. I can really only say of Devolver like and Annapurna, you know. Um, right. You kind of always right. know what you're going to get. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was that Annapurna yeah. to me is art. Every game that, yeah. almost every game that They're they've made art, yeah. is beautiful. The Gone Home, Kentucky Route Zero, Flower, all these games like are... Well, you gotta be careful with Flower and stuff because Fla- all, all Annapurna's doing with Flower and that game company stuff is ports to Windows and things. So 
Like the journeys and flowers are a Sony. I guess that's true. I guess that's sure, true. But they get credit for managing the legacy of those games. Like clearly Sony didn't see value in continuing. That's to, what I to was thinking. Them. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's sure. from the art side. Sure. They're like, no, we need to keep these in people's Maintain minds. Legacy. Um, yeah, same was also true of, I mean, we said in the introduction, we said gone home, but gone home is older than uh, Annapurna. Right. So like, right. uh, I, I feel like, Let's just give them credit for what they've got right now, right. which I would say all kind of fits too. neatly in an umbrella. Like Flower fits in with all of these other games, even more so than it would with Sony. Um, yeah. So in that way, which has stronger brand identity? I feel like I would give it to Annapurna, which is kind yeah. of, you know, not really very fair either. Um, it just sucks because I think Outer Wilds is like one of my top five games of all well they also have like 12 minutes which was an amazing cool game um thirsty Hmm. suitors which is a new game that i've been really wanting to play uh unfinished swan was another one that they did um yeah it's a cool yeah in terms of looking at modern releases i i want to keep an eye on annapurna's website like all the time right like that as a currently playing games person it's annapurna for sure especially for me like i i will lean towards indie games at every possible available moment so i I agree with all that it's it's really hard for me to challenge the namco thing though so i don't know i'm I'm gonna talk i'm gonna leave my vote at namco but if you two go annapurna I think that's beautiful and I love it. I just want to I, I just want to consider it basically. But yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah. It feels like categorically Annapurna is just kind of getting screwed here, um, which I think is right. kind of a bummer, especially looking at the next matchup because I think something similar might happen. Well, then do we just throw a bone to Annapurna so we get to have more interesting matchups going down the road? I mean, do we like do we need this tournament to be like Sega versus Konami versus Namco. Like what you know, is is it is it worth it to give credit Again, to the new dog who came in and hasn't who hasn't floundered? You know what I mean? Like that's the thing about mm-hmm. Annapurna is it's just like everything's working. Uh, all I gotta say is Annapurna didn't make the dot hat games. So Oh uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot. I forgot about this particular element of having Sun on the show. Um mm, Yeah, I think as much as I would love to push against what makes sense. I think I have to vote Bandai Namco as well. I, I just don't think yeah. there's a way around it. I mean, Pac-Man. I mean, you, yeah, like, where would yeah. we be without that's, Pac-Man? It's, it's that's, that. that's OG right. mommy. Yeah, that's OG mommy. Like Hunter said, we have a similar conversation for our final round one matchup, and that's mm. Devolver Digital, uh, another sort of indie game publisher, been been in the game a little bit longer than Annapurna, uh, does the the best E3 conferences, the ones that are all notable, it has like a whole art style to even how they announce their games uh, versus Konami, who has been around uh, forever and ever and ever uh, and, and does, you know, not only some big arcade stuff, but some of the biggest console series uh we can we can think of there that they're hey it's metal gear solid the show likes that one a bit traditionally speaking this was the round i was the most nervous for to be honest you put forward devolver Mm -hmm. so son you you are the reason devolver is here i don't know that devolver would have made it in the patreon vote so the reason devolver is here is because of you so so give me your pitch for why devolver means so much to you Uh, well devolver the same thing we were talking about annapurna is that i think devolver is one of those games where they have such a they they have a style and and when you play a devolver game you know you're playing it it has this almost like retro 
feeling, but with modern sensibilities when it comes to actually playing the game. It also has like a wide mm-hmm. breadth of like types of games that it covers. Um, and that like yeah. so many that you could just like dive into. I mean, Hadio Boyfriend was published by <laughs> Devolver <laughs> Digital. And so it's like, yeah. Um, but then it like, it just has like, a, a interesting games like for instance if there's people that like fall off of like Elden Ring or like those games I'm always like well have you played Titan Souls I think Titan Souls is yeah. a, like mm-hmm. just That's as fun cool um, you know but then there's games yeah. like Broforce where like I wasn't gonna be like into <laughs> that game but like I played it with a bunch of people and we sat and screamed and played it and then you unlock like Chuck yeah. Norris and you're like what but you're like okay um, <laughs> but then you have like Downwell which is like a very simple simple type of game but man they made it so much fun i was never into the like enter the gungeon games but that was another one that like a bunch of people played yeah oh there was one um uh it's like you're a robot um and you're trying to like become sentient um it was like a puzzle platformer or Talos principle yes and it wasn't it wasn't a platformer but yeah um yeah like it has yeah Talos principle. it has like great. so many crazy games and I mean, and didn't they get started with did they did they get started with Serious Sam or did they pick that up from someone else? No, they picked up Serious. Okay, Sam. they picked it up. Yeah. I wasn't sure that how the relation did with that. I never played those games, but it's just like the 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 range of which they like have is to me amazing. It, it's also a a, a r- like similar to Annapurna, like bringing in some legacy points, like they brought back Monkey Island, right? Mm-hmm. Return to Monkey Island is because of Devolver Digital. Uh, they, they've got a handful of things in, in their cap uh, with that. You know, that I think at one point we were having a discussion about like just games like even Fall Guys, where it's like Fall Guys was originally developed and I think, but like they, they're they maintaining that. They brought back Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Like they, they also like to find these older games and sort of preserve them uh, and, and do a lot. So I, I, I definitely think Devolver is Loop doing Hero, a lot Death's of Death's Door. Things. They also just do a ton. Like they'll just release anything. Like there's so many more games that come out per year under their banner than we then even gets talked about, right? Because the indie game world is sort of like, hey, the five hits are the ones we'll talk about in the game of the year discussion. Mm-hmm. So I always follow them. Yeah. I think all their games are so fun. Yeah. Um, I just want to say though their edgy persona though is like a little bit grating to me wearing wearing throw that out uh they're a little bit um like keeping shadow warrior in the public consciousness (laughs) is not to me very worthwhile um (laughs) also like hotline miami was like their first big hit and it feels like in a way maybe defined them as a publisher like too much Where I never thought about that, but yeah. And blood. Yeah. yeah. That's a great game. That is a good game. And I actually replayed that game for some reason last year on my Steam Deck was just like, I'll just replay Hotline Miami. And that game is still very, very fun. Uh, but it's kind of a weird world to hang out in. Yeah. Um, it's a the other option, world. of course, we, we, we didn't actually introduce Konami. So I'd like to introduce Konami right. real quick. Konami, do. one of the big old ones, Metal Gear, Silent Hill, Castlevania, Contra, Tokimeki Memorial, which is not actually important except for we all watched a video. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's some good stuff. Those are some strong brands. Arcade stuff, X Men and ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like the, you got you got older yeah, stuff. The Konami too that's beat like em up notable. games of old. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's quite a legacy. The problem is that they're also really dumb um, and yeah. annoying <laughs> idiots. Big idiots uh, <laughs> that kind of ruined their relationship with you know their most important uh, individual being uh, Hideo Kojima, uh, yeah. and they they mess that all up. And then, you know, for the back half of the 2010s, essentially released like nothing but horrifying uh, crap. Mm, It feels like maybe they're at a point (laughs) where they're going to try and like fix that. 
but mm -hmm. we don't know yet if they fixed <laughs> right. it. There's no proof of that. Yeah, yet. there's mm -hmm. just ideas at this point. Um, I, I thought Konami was just gonna slowly just kind of Irish goodbye on like the world and just walk yeah. out the back door into the sunset. <laughs> um, the fact that they're back is very exciting. They did bring us Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, Dance Dance yep. Revolution. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure, sure. There, there, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> Um, I, I do, it is cool though. I want to note this from software shows up in like, like so many of these publishers, every single one of these conversations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's really telling of from software, yeah. uh, just in general, they're not committed to anybody. They just need to get their games. They're into just the so market, good basically. that they're just yeah. going to show up no matter where you're at. For me, when I think about Konami, I think of it as the, like, it's not Sega or Capcom or Namco it like in, in terms of like arcade legacy. Yeah. And then for console stuff, it's stuff I didn't play until recently, right? Like the, the Metal Gear Solid, the Kojima stuff is the only like for me super notable uh, slightly more modern stuff. So Konami doesn't actually strike very hard for me. So I'm like in the oh Annapurna didn't pull it off against Namco I'm much more willing to let Devolver go ahead of Konami I mean yeah, I want to give a shout I, out to Yu-Gi-Oh the Forgotten Memories uh, for PlayStation 1 I uh, spent a lot of time with that that was a book that was a game that I got a journal for that I wrote like this, this uh -huh. card fuses with this card and uh, I put a lot of time in that game um, and when I got COVID last year I sat and played that on my Steam Deck for too long for too long yeah I am like a hundred percent Konami, but mostly for like nostalgic reasons uh, mm -hmm. and not reasons. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it, I think Konami has messed up enough to where like, I'm totally okay if we have Devolver Punch move them. forward. Uh, but I have no other vote available to me besides Konami, and I'm just spamming <laughs> the button. Essentially, your, your your Devolver vote got lost in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't even I don't even see that as a possible option. But I also completely understand. Uh, so, son, I think it comes up to you. You're the one who put up Devolver, but does Konami swing back for you at all, or or is it Devolver? in a lot of the same ways that? Hunter mentioned it's a lot of nostalgia. It's a lot of Metal Gear Solid. It's a lot of games. You know, like um, again, arcade cabinets that I played or you know Yu-Gi-Oh games that were the published Simpsons by them. Beat them up. The Simpsons you know? beat them up. The I mean, it was a lot of really good games. But um, honestly, they just this is a case of what have you done for me lately? Um, and all yeah. they did was make That's that fair. terrible Metal Gear game, and that made me still mad when I think about it. Um, and uh, what was it called? Where they were like, went to another dimension. Metal Gear Survive. Metal Gear Survive. What a stupid, stupid, dumb, stupid <laughs> yeah. thing. So yeah, Devolver Digital. That is where I'm putting my vote. Okay, we have finished the first round, which means we can Ooh. move on to our second round. <laughs> round two. Uh, just to... Just to recap the winners so far paradox sega square enix take two uh, nintendo sony interactive bandai uh, namco and devolver digital so to kick things off uh let's start with who we haven't talked about in a bit paradox versus sega Ooh. this is tough um well we didn't really introduce sega last time um, right. So maybe maybe we should do it now so sega uh is uh just my favorite little uh broken uh weirdo um <laughs> who wears leather jackets and uh likes to come by the playground and smokes too much yeah smokes too much kicks kicks things for no reason you know that kind of guy love him <laughs> literally love sega um sega is probably why i'm here right now um if mm. I, I think i like you know when i was a kid i liked nintendo 
I thought it was cool, but Sega like hooked me in a way yeah. um, that it's never let go. And Sega has had rough times. Yeah, Sega has had, you know, that there was the Dreamcast uh, kind of cancellation that was quite difficult for the company. Uh, but I feel like they've just always maintained this brand of, you know, we experiment all the time, even sometimes yeah. to our own detriment. We want to make sure. new, interesting products. And I feel like that aspect of Sega's brand has always attracted me to them. And we've covered on this show a lot of the greats. Yes. Your Panzer Dragoon 2 Zvi, your uh, Jet Grind Radio, your uh, Sonic, you know, in, in some of his many incarnations. Um, <laughs> Yakuza. Uh, which I think is probably their most exciting uh, brand right yeah. now would be Yakuza. And I'm really, the the fact that that has started to catch on in the West, I think is just like such a beautiful, wonderful thing uh, because those games right. are so magnificent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Sega and like I, I barely had a rationale for Paradox doing well last time for me. I think Paradox is cool, but like not only does Sega have a wider breadth of things, but they still maintain an identity even within that, right? right. Like they, they have, they release so many different genres of things and it's still like, you know, when you're playing a Sega game. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's very, very easily Sega for me here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to say for the record, you know, um, Sega actually is kind of a good fit to go up against Paradox because they are, have been the publisher for the Total War series of games since like oh. 2005 <laughs> and so they actually did publish my favorite total war game which of course is a uh, total war shogun 2 which is a great game mm. i do not i will say for the record i do not like total war games better than what paradox does paradox right. does the part i really care about which is the like looking at complicated spreadsheets and feeling and divining <laughs> meaning from them <laughs> Whereas total war is a little more invested in the war part which is to me a little less interesting but i really love total war shogun 2 um when mm -hmm. i saw they made total war uh three kingdoms a little while back also published by sega um i was like that really looks like kind of a different direction that i should absolutely check out um so yeah, yeah maybe that's really good maybe that's even better than a paradox game i don't know i ain't played it but um Within Sega's brand, there is something to compete with Paradox, which I think is saying a lot. To me, it's a lot of Paradox games. You know, I've had a lot of fun hanging out with my friends, playing them. But there's the, the ones that I've played the most I've played by myself. But Sega, you can always play with your friends. Yeah. So Sega wins, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the only other thing, too, I, I like Hunter bringing up the strategy thing. I This isn't a strong point, but a, a studio I like, Amplitude Studios, uh, was acquired by Sega mm -hmm. um, in 2016. And... Um, I like Endless Space. I like Endless Legends. Mm -hmm. I like those games a lot. Those are the yeah. ones I actually find much more playable than the Paradox stuff. Uh, and so just, just to put that feather in the cap too, it's like, you know, Sega is competing with Paradox while also doing like 10,000 other things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that that's that's super notable. So yeah, let's, let's you know, let's give it to Sega. Yeah. So Sega has had two very easy matchups. I feel like there is a <laughs> there's a theme sort of forming with them. I wonder when they will be challenged. Uh, next up, we have Square Enix versus Take-Two Interactive. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so we've already introduced <laughs> these two, so we don't nece necessarily have to rehash it all. Um, yeah. They both, to me, uh, don't do so hot on the legacy aspect of maintaining yep. their own legacies. I would say they're both kind of equally bad there, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. I think we could just right. worry mostly about what are the top-line 
you know, game series and which do we right. feel stronger about. And in that way, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, these games are have been with me my whole life and they've yeah. never really they've made, you know, there's been problems here and there. You know, the original release of Final Fantasy 14 was bad. Um, you know, that I but I'm not going to hold that against them too bad too much. Um, I sure. do think there are there are times where the Final Fantasy series has perhaps innovated too much and in directions that no one wanted, but I also kind of like that. I like that. Yeah. I also like the fact that now they're under the same brand, uh, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, because to, to me, the strength of Dragon Quest is that it is a brick house. It is never going to change that much. Uh, it is always yeah. going to kind of deliver you into the same comfortable experience. And Final Fantasy is over here being like, how many belts can we get on these guys? You know, <laughs> like it, it just pushes. It pushes <laughs> so far. I mean, Final Fantasy 16 is just going to have one character. Like they they innovate when it's not even necessary, which to me mm-hmm. it can be a blessing, it can be a curse, but overall I just think it's a more admirable approach basically yeah i mean i'll 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 barely defend take two for a second and then watch them lose with not a care in the world uh which is to say like the rockstar stuff is cool and good but i mean i think if you listen to the show you know i lack a little bit of respect for them overall Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't care about grand theft auto 3 i really like grand theft auto 4 i don't really care about grand theft auto 5 that much like i don't i don't like grand theft auto online at Mm all um it's really grand theft auto 4 and red dead redemption for me that's rock that's rockstar and i need to play red dead redemption 2 i'm sure i will like it um but that's all rockstar has going for me and i like borderlands 2 a lot but even within that world i don't like any of the other borderlands games Mm -hmm. so it's not like i'm talking about some rich legacy when i sort of talk about my favorite games from this from this publisher it's like hey they had one hit that worked out just fine for me beyond that there's not much to, to write home about um i do think i think y'all's two love of the legacy of square enix is gonna just pound for pound knock take two out of the park i mean i think it has to yeah it's one has fart jokes and red dead redemption 2 and one has heart and soul and <laughs> dragon quest and everything else they do so yeah square enix there we go yeah square enix i, it I just want to say uh, real quick Props to, you know, take two for bringing XCOM back and then forgetting it yes. again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's neat. Thank you. 100%. <laughs> That's a fun thing to have done. Uh, next up, here's a really weird one. What is this? 1997 in here? It's Nintendo <laughs> versus Sony. Oh, no. I didn't even see this was coming uh, up. This I did. I've been trying to think <laughs> what oh, to do about dear. it. So, um, we didn't introduce what Nintendo was, but we don't need to, so we're not. We still don't need need to. Mario, Zelda, everything else, Metroid, it's all of the things you know what Nintendo is. Oh, dear. Sony is the PlayStation 1 stuff Hunter talked about earlier. Like, I, I... Nintendo is so odd, but as a publisher, I do still think that they're dynamite. Right, like say other things about Nintendo, like they 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 do some really weird things, but like the Switch has been such a cool platform for like bringing old stuff back, and like yeah, the I hate the Nintendo sixty four thing. PlayStation Vita. This is gonna be weird. You cannot use the Vita here. It's not gonna work. (laughs) Anyways, my my point is not to say about the console, but to say like. Like, the Nintendo Switch Online SNES and NES stuff is Mm. pretty stupid, but 
at least it exists. It's at least something, yeah. right? That's it's preserving at least some amount of their legacy. If we look further back in time, it's like uh, obviously I vastly prefer the old virtual console, and the fact that they even did the virtual console on the Wii is like insane when you think about that time period and how rich we were with a a company preserving its history. The virtual console is like the like the greatest thing that ever happened in a in a backwards compatibility legacy sort of thing it sucks that that's gone they don't do that anymore and now they just do this really stupid subscription model thing that only puts like four games you want and then like demon's crest or whatever <laughs> like so many silly you things demon crest but even lot. outside of that like the the yeah, the I, hits I, I, that I like nintendo's demon's putting crest. out <laughs> i mean during the demon's crest is cool actually I've, I've played like three hours of that game and it rules but it, who was asking for it i don't know um anyways i i, I for me it, it has to be Nintendo here, even though I, I see the cool stuff about Sony. As if, if I'm especially just talking about the modern era, I, I lean on that idea that like Sony's just sort of doing these kind of like handful of things that aren't even wildly different from each other, unless you can correct me on that. But like I think of, you know, I think of like the Naughty Dog and the God of War and that's it's like they're doing these third person action games that I don't even particularly get down on, although I, I recognize they have like clout and they're done really well and and all of that i don't know i think i think sony does have a lot of variety especially when compared to nintendo uh we've got we've got gran Turismo. i i just think they're of of similar quality in that direction mm-hmm. i'm not by the way i'm not saying that nintendo has uh less variety than sony i just think they're kind of comparable you got gran turismo you know you've got uh i don't i don't i i do feel like maybe you have a point with like right now um, especially the the lack of Japan studios now, um, we're mm-hmm. we're not getting like any follow up to the Last Guardian, which could be like a big boon to them in this moment. If I could point at something like that and say, "Look at this," right. they have the most, I would say, artistically interesting from software game as a feather in their cap, being Bloodborne. Um, right. That's great, but yeah, I mean Nintendo. That's tough. That's big. Uh, I really <laughs> am torn and have no idea how to even like approach this one. Um, I mean, Nintendo is everything, right? Like, I mean, it is like the right. story of video games is Nintendo. How many games are Nintendo likes? Zelda likes Metroidvanias. Mar- like every platformer well, is trying to be a Mario. Like, I feel like I feel like actually Nintendo doesn't get much credit for the Metroidvania because the Metroidvania is just a way of saying Castlevania Symphia- Symphony of the Night. Like <laughs> to me, it's this right when I get hyped for a Nintendo game, it's I'm like, oh, can I play that on any other console? Can I play that on my Steam Deck now? <laughs> you know, uh, like, because yeah. there's, because, yeah, I don't want to dis, I mean, exactly to what you said, Matt, I don't want to discredit their legacy. Their legacy, especially with the virtual con- console and then just their legacy in games in general, right? It, like, without Nintendo, yeah. we would not be here, you know? But that doesn't mean, you know, without my dad, I want to be here too, right? Some things you gotta, right. <laughs> some things you gotta leave, um, uh, so that things will grow. We're learning a little bit, uh, of so that here. you can grow. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, I think about like like Sony Interactive. There, I mean, they're so. I mean, Gran Turismo was a perfect uh, example, you know. But they they brought a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm well now. Even let's just think about newer stuff that they've brought in like you know the new spider-man games like they took something like in spider-man 2 where everybody loved that video game and then they were yeah. like hey let's mm-hmm. resurrect yeah. it but make it amazing like let's make it the best version of a spider-man you could ever do sure and then they had they had demon souls right they did did they they did publish demon souls like yeah. the original right they pu- they published the the remake the remake okay not the original one 
I wasn't sure. The original no. Demon Souls, uh, I believe, was like co-published by possibly uh, a lot of things. Them. The early, those early Dark Souls, Demon Souls things are just like all yeah, because I map. just They're played it on PlayStation pin, Three pin first, down. right? Um, and to right. me, it was always yeah. been like, oh, I played it on there, so it it is that console, right? But then you have right. like the re- resurrection and changing of God of War. They took something that was really like a broy kind of vibe, and sure. they took it and made it, and they were like, hey, let's put a giant heart in this, and let's make you actually feel something yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, and then they took that like, oh, that feeling you felt crazy. Let's play The Last of Us Part Two, and let's like really make you feel something but then they you know they tried stuff with like i haven't played it but returnal looks really crazy in just the the Mm. the actual gameplay of it um yeah Yeah. i mean and then uh, did they publish ratchet and clank like the original ones yeah Yeah. those are i mean they they kept all that stuff party games even yeah those aren't even they kept those a lot of publishing they basically get credit for almost developing it um yeah i it's tough. I think between the two, my, I, I have issues with both of these. I have issues mm-hmm. with all these corporations, of course. Um, they're both very stubborn, Nintendo and Sony. Yeah. They have a yeah, problem sure. with, like, 100%. I would say, adjusting to the marketplace and actually trying to create uh, value for customers by just being logical. Like, Sony has that, like, cross-play resistance problem where they're like, we don't want to do yeah. cross-play. So and it's annoying. like, that's, right. but, that we, but you need to. Yeah, th- th- it shouldn't even yeah. be a choice. You right. should just have to do it. Feather in their cap, they're starting to get stuff on PC mm-hmm. now, yeah. right? Like that, the new Sony is actually pushing, and they've pushed Square, like they've allowed Square to put more of their stuff on PC too. It's like that whole world is getting opened up a bit more where Nintendo definitely is not. Yeah. So Nintendo also, I, I like, can understand that argument. We talked about the virtual console earlier. I just want to say overall though, I think Nintendo is just really bad at emulation um, yeah. and they really shouldn't be. Like it's it's so strange how often they drop the ball with it. Um, you know, specifically with the Ocarina of Time launch was just really horrible. I actually heard recently, though, that it is, like, in a much better state than it was. Um, up. There were a lot of problems with the GoldenEye uh, launch, as far as I can gather, although I haven't experienced it myself. I don't like their their model in general, like the, like, here's Game Boy Advance games, but you have to pay, like, for the extra Some tier in order extra, to play Game yeah. Boy Advance games. It's just it. kind of strange. I think that... Yeah. Nintendo's strategy overall is the most annoying to me, but I can't deny the brand. Um, And I think Sony, while it's weirder and more interesting to me, I think I actually have to vote uh, for Nintendo um, and betray my best buddy uh, in favor of the one with a cool car. Before you finish, Sony Interactive (laughs) took a boring sport like golf and made it really fun with everybody's golf. Yeah, but also Mario plays golf. (laughs) Ah, fuck. We also have... (laughs) Oh, yeah, then... (laughs) Yeah, for for me, it comes down to the final quality of the games at the end of it, and it's like, Sony's got, like, cool series, but there's also, like, duds within those series, and I, I just don't... In the mainline Nintendo stuff, I don't see as many duds maybe i'm painting over yeah too much I, stuff. I think there's far more duds in the nintendo in the nintendo catalog but there's also yeah. like way more high quality experiences of different hits. types yeah. basically yeah well okay so what's our final vote tally i'm nintendo i'm nintendo i'm sony i don't mind okay. losing this one okay. Well, Nintendo Nintendo ekes it out, but that that was I That's mean that was a one. finals matchup in round yeah. two. Yeah, that was that was, yeah, gross. That, was that was a bad thing that happened. That was really tough. Uh, next up is Bandai Namco, the killer of Annapurna, 
versus Devolver Digital, the killer of Konami. We have the same argument again, yeah. a third Dot time. Hack will <laughs> so slay where we go to the finish time? line. Yeah, <laughs> Elden Ring and Dot Hack yeah. uh, join hand in hand and kill the guy from Hotline Damn Miami, right. they and he chop him into bits, and then okay. they take his pig mask and put it yeah. on their shared heads. <laughs> 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 All right, I like I like this one being fast. Let's get into said. let's get into these future rounds. Sorry, Devolver yeah. Digital people, but you, know, you probably didn't even belong in that round. Yeah, sorry. You, I really love you so much. If if Devolver Dadget Daddy's listening, I love you. Give me free stuff. Well, we have some cute stuff to do now because we actually have losers brackets coming up for the rest of this. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start from our uh, the bottom up and work our way through the rest of some of these things. So in a new bracket, uh, you can draw it yourself if you want to figure out how I made this losers bracket work. I won't explain it to you. Don't you dare! Uh, but in our first matchup, we have to do Sony Interactive versus devolver digital mm. so sony versus devolver is like easier than bandai namco versus devolver yeah. i think in a sense yeah yeah so i mean devolver i'm sorry like it's cool that y- i think devolver regularly publishes interesting games i actually yeah. those those e3 press conferences they're they're funny and they're interesting it was funny yeah. the first time yeah. the first time you were like what is yeah. going yeah. on but they actually haven't what they need to do is have each year be a new i expected them to do what's going on and they still made me think but it always feels like actually it's just more of the same sort of style of joke this is easy playstation right, all-stars yeah, right, yeah, is going to resurrect itself out of the ground and it's going <laughs> to beat the shit out of devolver digital that's our champion <laughs> Yeah. PlayStation All Stars Battle yeah. Royale. Uh, love that okay. game. Uh, our our second losers bracket is maybe a trickier mm. one. Uh, Paradox versus Take Two. So Paradox, we've har- harped on a lot of major hits here, but Take Two has the rock star hits. Take Two has some nasty business to him that maybe Paradox. I'm lacks. gonna come out swinging. Uh, Paradox is gonna kick Take Two's ass. Ooh. Hands down. I, I disagree, son. I yeah. do not agree. Pillars of Eternity, Tyranny. You have Stellaris. You have all these great games that are going to come XCOM out and be like, XCOM no. is better than all those games. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> XCOM yes! is mm. the number one in the strategy in the game. turn-based strategy department as far as I'm yeah. concerned. All right? I would much rather play a long XCOM. Because the thing is, the, the thing about Paradox games it, that I think they've gotten to a good place with, but also is I think kind of telling is that when you boot up Crusader Kings three for the first time, it straight up tells you make up your own goal and just yeah. play to that, mm-hmm. which is yeah. that's cool because it makes more sense with their design. But overall, it means that sometimes paradox games can feel kind of without direction. You know, that's how I feel. That's why, that's why paradox always loses uh, for me is for exactly that's that. That's why reason. it wins. Just like I load it up. I'm like, now that's what? why it wins. I don't need Big Daddy to tell me what to do. I don't need a little line is- showing me where to hide behind. I'll hide behind whatever crate I want to. I will create whatever crazy world I have. I'm just saying, you, 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 who wants to be on the right side of history right now? I just okay, but Sun does. <laughs> but but paradox is paradox is too narrow. I think to go up against yeah. something like Take Two and survive. Take Two has. While while there's a lot of problem children in there, mm-hmm. it's a it's a wide variety 
Okay, and they got Red Dead 2. I don't know, Red Dead 2, that's just way better than any Paradox game, mm. like, for sure. I'm 100% Take 2, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm 100% Take 2, so, th hey, son, a rousing speech. You did a wonderful job yeah. defending your beloved. All my pillars, uh, people, two, two bring your pillars to my yard. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put them in the ground. <laughs> we'll all stare at them together. For eternity. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back into the winner's bracket. We need to determine Nintendo versus Bandai Namco. Oh dear. Uh so if we want to go into the into the 90s we can talk about, you know, the arcade world versus the console world. This is this is a classic. Yeah. This is a, this is a funny little thing here but I mean you know, Namco, we can talk about Pac-Man, we can talk about a lot of things. Who who ate stuff first? Pac-Man or Kirby? <laughs> Pac-Man. All I gotta say, who ate stuff first? It Pac was Pac-Man. Pac-Man did eat first. Mm -hmm. So, I don't yeah, know, that's mm -hmm. tough. And then they had a whole Dude, family that will eat you, too. And, uh, Does Kirby have a brother? Nope. Didn't Miyamoto uh, admit that he got the idea for Super Mario Brothers from uh, Pac-Land, the, uh, the Pac-Man oh, side-scrolling yeah, platformer? So, yeah. uh, oh, so yeah. in a way, isn't Nintendo just like a weird imitation of Namco, except that doesn't I'll really make I'll make a bullshit sense. argument real quick. Here's a, li here's a lie, I'll tell you. Would we have Elden Ring without Breath of the Wild? We really wouldn't. <laughs> oh, that hurt. We, yeah, no, I don't think we lie. would. That's that makes true. sense. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's really clear. But how about this? What if we built the whole conversation right now uh -oh. on Breath of the Wild versus Elden Ring? Because that's something I mentioned. <laughs> mm. I, have, I have played the pants off of both. And I, yeah. I'll tell you something right now. I'm not certain which way I can go here. I've played the pants off of Zelda, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it with Elden Ring. So there, there's a, there's a thing there. I think the line of quality between both of them is more or less the same, and one of them is deeply more approachable than the other. Um, even though, I mean, I have my complaints with Breath of the Wild, but I got. I got way more complaints personally. Yeah, approachability is overrated and dumb. Um, I think games should be weird, <laughs> esoteric, strange. They should. Hey, Breath of the Wild is weird and es like mm -hmm. you can do whack shit in Breath of the Wild if you choose to go that route. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you can be, you can play like a crazy person. Absolutely. But I want to hear Sun talk about these two games right now. I know where Matt lies right. in this discussion. A couple months ago, I was watching like a Law and Order kind of spinoff thing. It was like. <laughs> Someone was suing um, from software. And I heard this lawyer say this thing about a hat. Uh -huh. All I'm going to say is there's way oh cooler hats oh, in Elden Ring which than there's Are we seriously going to uh, We're going we're gonna to put Bandai Namco above Nintendo for just Elden Just because of Elden Ring. Well, we're going to just ignore all of Mario. We'll ignore. Dot uh, hack. Like all, oh there's, my God. There's seven, there's seven dot, dot hack games. Dot hack GU. Seven dot yeah. hack games. And they're apparently uh -huh. all. Are they all mm -hmm. good, according to you, son? Every dot hack game is better than every Pokemon game. Got well, it. Okay, wait, I, that's I actually you easy. I, I oh, Pokemon Hold sucks. on, hold on. Now, you, now you're fighting dirty. <laughs> now you grabbed a, like, a rusty spoon and you're trying to shank me with it. That's uh, unfair. Uh, um, because because well I mean if you want to bring in that thing then I will have to say this Soul Silver is still one of my oh, favorite yeah, games dude. of all time yeah I mean but that's but to me that's the peak of Pokemon I feel like Pokemon year after year it it, it kind of defeats its own purpose of existing by just never leaving me alone okay name the uh, each of you name your like your five top Bandai Namco things okay all right all right all right give me a second well definitely Elden I need, Ring I need to hear I need to hear a valid like big time champions definitely Elden Ring. the whole ethos of Bandai Namco 
I'll go. I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, let's go with Pac Man. Uh, yeah, I'll Pac-Man. steal Katamari as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you two can share this. You two are both battling for Bandai Namco at the moment. Uh, let's do. Oh, and 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 let's do Klonoa too. That's a big mm-hmm. one to someone I know for a fact. That's not gonna work mm-hmm. on me. What else? What's like a fifth that we want to go with? I guess I'm trying to figure out which Gundam game I want to say. <laughs> um, that's that's my problem. What Gundam game do I want to own Matt with? Um, also, all of Ace Combat. Um, ugh, I mean, wait, no, Mario don't go that 64. way. I just played an Ace Link Combat game. Link to the past. I just played an Ace Combat uh, game. Metroid Prime. Super Metroid, like, like I don't understand. Those how we're games having this all suck. Let's let's lock in the vote then. You two do what you're gonna do. I, I like obvious. I'm gonna be the person who stands out and is like obviously Nintendo wins here. But if you two decide to go nuts and let Bandai Namco pull ahead, have at it. Do, do, do your worst. Oh, Matt, Matt, you didn't even you forgot Digimon Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> oh shoot. Oh, shoot! Yes! Oh. How could you even think that Nintendo has anything on that game? 80 hours of right, Digimon-fueled happiness! Then the final tally is in. I'm doing it. I'm marking it. Bandai Namco Oh, whoa, I hadn't Nintendo. even voted whoa, yet. Hold I voted Bandai okay. Namco. We got Nintendo okay. Daddy I'm Matt. voting Nintendo. Hunter, your vote. Uh, okay. Well, since I get to be the one that decides... Uh, you get to be I, I want to hear, uh-huh. uh, uh, and, and son, I, I love the game you've been playing, but play to my, play to what I like. Nominate one game to stand in for the entire publisher, and then I'll pick between the two. For Bandai Namco? Oh, we're doing one yeah. of these things. Oh, hold on. I'm not prepared. Pick a champion. You should be prepared. We specifically asked you to prepare three champions <laughs> right, for but, every single well, publisher. But that's not fair because, like, Sun knows that that his taste uh-huh. in Bandai Namco yeah, yeah, is yeah. not similar it's to different. mine. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Can't hold win on. by nominating you know digimon cyber sleuth right now no i can't actually Even Matt, let's I just should. go ahead and hear let's go ahead Even and hear yours because let's yeah. give sun some time i i mean i feel like there's a million things i could choose here and and the one I choose is barely above even all the rest. But like, I wish I knew your favorite uh Nintendo games because like my my first thing to to throw out would I'll I'll say Link's Awakening. Fuck it. There we go. Okay. Mm. Mine 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 is Link's Awakening representing Zelda as a franchise, but also I know it's kind of your favorite Zelda. So there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know. You you probably even have a a Zelda or you probably have a Nintendo game you like more than Link's Awakening. But I'll choose that as my champion. Okay. Cool. What do you got, son? Link's Awakening versus Soul Calibur. The original Soul Calibur. Whoops. Uh-oh, no, son. not the original Soul Calibur. <laughs> not the uh, original which... one. Just Soul Calibur in general. <laughs> no, franchise. you gotta pick. So I get to say Zelda. All right. Well, all right. Okay. No, I can do that. So Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening versus every single Soul Calibur game at the same time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Incorrect answer. I vote for I Nintendo. It- if someone said Eldering, would you have done Namco or would you have let me have Link's Awakening? I didn't I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say Elden Ring because I felt like that was too easy. I mean, I was going to say Elden Ring, but I was like, oh, well, I can't say that. We'll never know now, you know? I mean, <laughs> I don't have to reveal that opinion because... Well, hey, I'll say this much. To give away some of the brackets, some of these losers have a chance to come back. Like, there, there's like a semifinal. Like, there, this loser's bracket, some of these might come back. So, who knows? Bandai Bandai might work its way back in. Next up, our final for this round is Sega versus Square Enix. Mm. Mm. This, uh, so this one's gonna kill d- me. It's easy for me because Square Enix is not a thing I, I can traditionally get oh, down dear. with. Though I do respect them. Like for me, it's Sega easily. So many of the things I like, so many games we've played for this show are, are Sega games I now really, really like. Uh, so for me, it's easily Sega. So you you two have to sort of duke it out from here. I'm I'm uh, completely torn um, asunder. 
uh, I am I'm lying in bits right now. We're gonna ruin Hunter with this vote. But yeah, yeah I, I think I, Hunter needs to fight this out with himself because I'm clear, yeah. <laughs> I'm clearly Square Enix. Like Sig is great. Um, oh my god! Okay, it, it was one of the first places I ever played the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game on on Genesis. Freaking <laughs> love that game. Um, you are so good for this discussion, son, because you yeah. make no sense and I nonsense love it. that comes out is so, uh, it I so love good. This. Also, Echo the Dolphin. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> but I, I did. You know, yeah. I only played that on the genesis I don't, i'm sure it came out with other things yo that dreamcast sure. echo the dolphin is actually pretty cool and i wish i had gotten some time <laughs> to play the rest of that um yeah that should we choose cool. champions for sega yeah you know what let's do it again method? let's let's uh matt you choose a champion for sega you uh son you choose a champion for where enix i'll stick with the legacy of the show uh just because i think it's fun it's also the one i do believe in the most i will say panzer dragoon 2's vi mm. uh i think it represents so much cool stuff of a very specific era of sega 2 yeah the fact that it's been lost the time is sad but i think that it ever existed is beautiful it's it's such a mechanically just perfect game it's it's a bad um example for sega because it's lacking a lot of the like points go up like weird mission accomplished screens of sega i don't i, I i'm missing that factor in my representation but i think everything else panzer dragoon 2 zvi does is like so just such a wonderful element of things i think there's better nominations i could have had but my heart is behind panzer dragoon son what do you got you could you got an opening here i know i'm trying i'm I'm, I'm giving you a chance to steal here, right son. <laughs> I'm finding the right one. Do you two have a shared list of all your favorite Final Fantasies that you're like, oh, it's not. Through, right? It's like, which one did Hunter say was his favorite Final Fantasy? I will say this. It's not Final Fantasy. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. I like how you don't make this easy for yourself, do you? you know? <laughs> well, I could easily say Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII, right? That's, I think, an easy answer. But I, right, there, that would be an auto win, auto win at this point. But there is, there is a <laughs> Dragon Quest game that you talk to me about in, in mm. such passion that I'm trying to remember which one it was. Uh, it was the one with pets. Five. It was one where, not pets, but it, like you had like, you could get little yeah. creatures. You, is that is that you five? You have pets in five. Okay. I, I've, not, five. I've not played five to completion, so I don't know if I oh, could. Yeah. Well, then my answer is Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hunt uh, crowd pleasers and all the people listening. Um, yeah, I did have a very uh, like wonderful s talk with Hunter one time about Final Fantasy, or sorry, about Dragon Quest Five, um, and it made me want to pick it up and play it. And I have slowly throughout the yeah. years since. Um, and it is it is I a wonderful wonderful game. Um, but with that being said, it's Final Fantasy Eight. I mean, Final Fantasy Eight. Um, I I okay. do feel like there are Sega games you could have said, Matt, that would have made it tougher. Absolutely. But yeah, um, but yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with Square Enix, even though it kills me. Yeah, why didn't you say Outrun? Outrun, Sonic Two. You didn't do Elden Ring. I had to. I had to go. So I had to go with a game I know he loves, but isn't isn't category. That's where you and I are the same. I, 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 I could have said Elden even. Ring. I should have. All right, so that's Square Enix wins. Square Enix moves on. We have a we have a second round of some loser brackets now. Uh, what's happening is some losers have to go up some loser bracket mm. winners. If you're following the logic of everything, so our first matchup, we're gonna keep going with sega here but it's sega versus take two interactive yeah sega um well yeah i to me this is not much of a contest um no. it's not anymore yeah sega no, is I, 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 interesting wild crazy nuts uh freaky mm -hmm. deaky um take two just has some some ips i like this is so you know? good That's, this is this is forcing a hilarious moment in the semifinals oh my that we'll god in a bit i'm so i'm so excited there is we got gonna to be a point. matchup that's but gonna let's... tear the show apart all right so over. sega moves on take two interactive is an easy loss yeah, sorry next up 
is Bandai Namco versus Sony Interactive Entertainment. Ooh. Mm. This is Bloodborne versus Elden Ring, everybody. Versus <laughs> Dot Hack. Versus Dot Hack <laughs> as a third entry yeah, yeah. somehow. Doesn't really make sense in that way, but okay. They have uh, seven entries, so. <laughs> I could be convinced either direction here, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, I, I don't have a passionate love of either of these, and I don't have a hatred for either of them. Like, they're, they're both... I think these are both solid things. This is a very even matchup to me. Um, I'm not saying we need to jump right into champions yeah. at the moment, but I'm, I want to hear how this discussion I'm goes. leaning Sony big time. Okay. Uh, I think Sony has a more interesting portfolio mm. uh, by by a little bit, but by a noticeable bit, I would say. Mm. Um, and I just think it's really telling that the most exciting Bandai Namco thing we have that's hot right now is Elden Ring, right? And that's like such a funny thing too because like mm-hmm. band we we keep harping on that, but like let's remember that Elden Ring is published by like four different companies. Like it depends on the region. Like in Japan, From Software just publishes From oh, Software. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is we're ta- like we're talking yeah. internationally about very different things. So, I think we've been overstating Bandai Namco's publisher credit when it comes to Elden Ring a little bit even it's like yes they are the publisher like worldwide but that doesn't necessarily mean they have like their finger on the pulse that much yeah and technically Um, whereas Sony very much has their finger on the pulse of like all of the stuff under their umbrella technically Sony owns 14% of From Software so What is it? Should we maybe just disqualify from software from the conversation? I think so. I don't think th- I don't think from software can be a part of this conversation because it, it's, it yeah, fails to make would, any sense. It's got to be about other things. It. For me, it's a like a Pac-Man legacy versus the PlayStation one thing. Those are the arguments that I have found the most um, sort of valid that like old school Namco up until, you know, your Katamari's versus like the, the sort of early PlayStation 1, even PlayStation 2, Sony Pantheon. I am not impressed by either of these companies in recent memory, basically. So it, it comes down to a 90s and 2000s uh, matchup. Yeah, well, I'm a Sony crony and a PlayStation uh, person. Uh, and yeah, I just think that, uh, especially like what, what Sony is doing these days, I think is maybe more interesting uh, compared to Bandai Namco as a whole, I think it's cool uh-huh. that they published Katamari and Pac-Man will will live forever. But like, have they really? I mean, and they, I think they've managed their legacy a little better than than Sony has. I don't think Sony's yes, done a very absolutely. good job. Um, Bandai Namco has, you know, Namco Museum, etc. All of those things. They brought back Klonoa, Fantasy Reverie. Yeah, series. true, like, true. They, true. they have these little collections coming out with their old stuff. They they are definitely keeping a lot of projects alive even if it's kind of under the radar because i mean i think in general maybe their stuff isn't necessarily as um like highly notable uh some of the stuff they're bringing back so i i don't know i mean they're doing these re-rolls like they're literally doing they, they just announced cat we love katamari re-roll yeah. um and i don't know there's 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 all the mobile suit gundam stuff <laughs> under under namco too uh mm. son for to, to try and get some points in your court mm. i i I don't I don't know why I'm doing that though because I also like Sony stuff like I'm not I'm really not in Namco's camp here necessarily I'm just thinking about how much I very recently really kind of was very charmed by Klonoa and uh I've I've been interested in a lot of Namco stuff but also there's the thing where I, I tried to dig deep into like what other Namco stuff could I play and I only found like a handful of things that are actually really really piquing my interest whereas I look through like an older Sony catalog and I think there's way more things I'm 
I feel like I need to play. So maybe I've just convinced myself to push into the Sony camp because there's so many more things on the list that very specifically pertain to stuff I would like to check out. Whereas like maybe I've seen the stuff from Namco and some of it seems cool, but isn't, I know it wouldn't be in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but my vote is just gotta be Sony. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a butt boy. Son, do you stick, are you sticking Namco all the way? Well, let me, let me tell you some stuff. Let me, let me, yeah, tell ex- me some stuff. explain. So Namco, Namco for a long, long time. Right. But in the yeah. early nineties from 1995 mm-hmm. till 1998, Namco was like, hey, PlayStation, mm-hmm. you're cute. And then they gave them five Namco museums, two anthologies, and a museum encore. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> and then, you know, they were like, well, we really love this relationship. You know, of course, they went to other people, um, talked to other folks. Um, but ultimately, where did I play Dot Hack on? You played it on PlayStation, didn't you? It was PlayStation. <laughs> didn't you play it on that PlayStation? Mm-hmm. You played on that ding-dang old PlayStation. Namco was like... It was everything. And then it was like, well, we might as well just team up with the people that are the best. And they did that. And so it's Sony. Heck yeah. Let's give it to Sony. Sony's going to crawl their way out of the loser's bracket. Uh, So this gives us two semifinals and a fifth place. Uh, So fifth place is a loser's match between the two that were just knocked out. So this is their last breath. But keep in mind, everything from here on out is in our top six that we're going to talk more about. So we've already earned a bunch of games that are going to be things we need to all pick nominees for in a minute uh, in terms of like champions. We're going to do a lot more champion talk basically in just a minute here. But competing for fifth and sixth place is Bandai Namco and Take Two Interactive. Just let me have this this one. It's dot hack all the way. Yeah, me, I mean, that kind of dot hack is the thing. <laughs> like, is Red Dead 2 really better than the cumulative dot hack series? I mean, does Red Dead 2 really balance that it out? Doesn't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it does. I mean, Red Dead 2 is a masterpiece and maybe one of the greatest uh, games ever made. But if you combine the pleasure, mm-hmm. the deep pleasure mm-hmm. of playing every dot hack game in a row in one day without mm-hmm. sleeping... I mean, wouldn't that be like? Isn't aren't dot hack games extraordinarily long? Insanely like long, hours? eighty hours <laughs> each each edition, <laughs> and they all send. come with DVDs for <laughs> animes that follow along with the story. I mean, so it's, it's more it's than just be. a game. Whatever you two do, whatever you want to do, I don't even care. I genuinely don't care. I, I'm voting. Fifth. I'm voting Bandai. Namco. No, truthfully, truthfully, if I have to do it with Take Two, like I'm, I'm with like Matt mentioned it earlier. Like Borderlands Two is the only one I care about. You know, of, of yeah, that, yeah, and it was. Yeah. I only cared about it because I played with so it. My Take friends. Two's got a lot of flops, actually, because they're this weird corporation that's actually just trying to like what worked from a marketing standpoint about the yeah. squares. Like Namco's, like let's make interesting stuff and see if it hits with anybody. Right. So I'm, yeah, no, I'm all for it. Yeah, 2K made all these sports games. Cool. I never played them. Um, and then you know, yeah, then it's like Red that. Dead Redemption Two, and which I, you know, I I could never play Red right. Dead Redemption One again. I don't think because Red Dead Redemption Two is just to me just it's right, just it way better. It. Just a they took it and made it like, well, let's yeah. fix everything. Um, so yeah, Bandai Namco yeah. for the win. Okay, fifth place, Bandai Namco. Uh, Take Two Interactive is sixth place. Let's determine a little bit more. We got to find. We got a top four here in Square Enix, Sony Interactive, Nintendo, <laughs> and Sega. And that order might sound really scary to you. Let's do the first one: Square Enix versus. Back from the loser's bracket, Sony Interactive, Square versus Ah. Sony. How do we feel, everybody? This is tough for me because, again, you know, I played my first Square game on Nintendo, actually. You know, I played on SNES, but I I fell in love with 
square yeah. on the PlayStation. Yeah. So that's that's this is really tough. Now now again, Sony Interactive is not the PlayStation. No. Right. Um, necessarily, but they kind of are. they kind of are. I mean, also like they, they kind, kind of are, are Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation. Right. Like very specifically, that is a that's mm-hmm. a feather in Sony Interactive's cap. The, so, these two play very nice together, Sony right. and Square. They do. So yeah. It's hard to compare they them to each, each other because they get a lot of cross credit for each other's. Yeah success i would say exactly um so i don't know this is tough i i am i i feel super torn here's what i here's the argument i want to hear i'm 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 leaning heavily sony if you can convince me of some top tier stuff under square enix that is not just like the two huge flagship jrpg series i'm now getting into like sony has a much wider breadth and i don't see square Mm -hmm. enix's breadth as as uh tantamount yeah, I mean, genre-wise, it's hard to get outside of it without going to, like, like technically, where Enix published, like, the Deus Ex comeback that I don't even think was really mm. that good, like Human Revolution and mm. Mankind right. Divided, was, I don't, and, which I think they even gave up. Uh, yeah, Eidos they, they had Eidos and now Eidos is gone. Yeah, like, yeah it's it, it's all. They good. did like the front missions though, and they did. I mean, I don't know if you guys yeah, have ever played Dragon Guard. Stuff, Talk though. about a weird, weird this is, game. This um, is more RPG stuff. That's the problem. Is it is true? But what do I like better? At the end of the day, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, I, I think that Square has done an admirable job innovating within those genre conventions, though. Like I mean, mm-hmm. like while both you know, the Final Fantasy games and something like Vagrant Story are all technically the same genre. They're very, very different games. Like, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, in the same way that I would make the argument, like, I don't love, I don't, I don't get down with, like, third-person action games. And I think that's a lot of what Sony's doing. But obviously, a lot of the games that they have under that umbrella are vastly different games. Um, So, I don't know. Um, I, 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 I'm just not feeling convinced. So I don't know where y'all two's votes are, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Sony here. Okay. These two games keep popping in my head. Chrono Trigger and Uncharted mm. 4. Yeah. Okay. Like to this me, like Uncharted 4 is, is, it was just an amazing experience. Yeah. And mm. absolutely like, wow, games can truly become a different art form. They can become movies. They can become, they can, they, the actors are, are, are really, really, really like, mo-capping mm-hmm. and acting mm-hmm. and trying you know and this a little, little of us last of us part two with this as well because i followed that game closely because i love all those voice actors so much um mm-hmm. and then but then you have like something that has never been touched again you, you we have never right. been able to recreate chrono trigger in a way that it's so yeah. satisfying yeah you know no one's ever been able to touch that again now is that a knock towards square enix i kind of feel like it is like why haven't you been able to make another game that makes me feel like this yeah you know you you got it close so this is really tough i keep bouncing uh, these these like hot spots back and forth um i will give it like a little bit to sony because it's like okay you do have like a broad swath of games that like is like, wow, I I can, if I'm in any type of mood, I can like, you know, I'll remember like sitting on the floor and my dad watching me play Gran Turismo 3 and being like, and teaching me about cars because it was such an experience, right? Um, Yeah. And so there are a lot of moments like that with Sony that it's hard to... Son, how can you forget DC Universe uh, online? DC Universe I mean, what are we even talking was... about here? It's Sony all the way. I mean, DC Universe was really, was really fun, and that's a good impression of me. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> <laughs> 
So top notch for that. Um, damn. Uh, so I, I can't decide until I hear Hunter talk. Because <laughs> I feel like this is a very specific Hunter and me relationship. Like It's, it's feeling more Sony than ever. I'm, I think it's feeling... Because you two are both torn and Sun's even leaning Sony. And I'm I'm firmly Sony. I I don't know. I unless Hunter comes out firmly Square Enix in the final hour, I don't know how we justify it. If you want me to lawyer up, I want you to lawyer for up. one of these. I will do it. But I I would prefer I would let. Can we maybe Sun? Can you be the judge, and then we nominate champions? I will represent Square Enix. Oh, okay, okay. I actually secretly wanted this the whole time. I've got mine ready. Okay, this is what this is what you wanted. Okay. Um, I've got mine. I'll, I'll do mine while Hunter thinks of his. Uh, my champion for Sony Interactive is Shadow of the Colossus. Okay, very strong. Um, well, since since Matt came out swinging, I am yep. going to go with the obvious thing and just say Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just see what happens. Chrono Trigger versus Chrono Trigger. Shadow of the Colossus. Both things with the point of uh, Sun just brought up with Chrono Trigger, sort of like we've never seen that necessarily again. And Shadow of the Colossus has been sort of dormant. I mean, we had Last Guardian, but it's like it's been dormant since same. Last Guardian. And for some reason, like, why did Last Guardian take so long? I don't know. I I, I, I never researched n- enough about that. But this didn't really make it a lot easier, did it, huh? <laughs> no, it made it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Matt got yeah. me good with Shadow of Colossus. He snuck in there. Um, God, that game is great. I think they're both representative of what we're talking about they here, are though. like like the, stylistically they those two games do represent the pantheon because like shadow of the colossus studios. is a perfect example of like let's take you and put you into an experience that's yeah. wide like there's a whole world right. here we're not even going to tell you mm-hmm. about it but you're going to live in it you're yeah. going to experience it there's a yeah. limited yeah. hud which is like i feel like a big sony interactive thing it's like hey let's pull back the game and put you into the experience which is yeah, very right, important right. for me but to me it's also as like a person who loves um spreadsheets <laughs> and and weird stuff <laughs> like that games like chrono trigger um you know and like yeah. stuff you want to write down talk about stuff taking little notes and stuff you know mm-hmm. uh, chrono trigger is one of those things where it's like i as a little kid i did get a little lost you know when i was playing that for the first time and well i i played it for the first time on play what version did it come out in playstation one what was it like in an anthology thing there was like a remake yeah there it, was like it came thing. in like a, it was with it was with another six. it was chrono trigger final fantasy six exactly that's what it was um so and and that little box i still i still have that game it is over there on the shelf um <laughs> i still well, have okay. my original version of that okay okay so what just happened was we both elected games and then, yeah. son, you just turned around and pointed, pointed at one of, one of those games. Like, it's well, literally I got my in Shadow of the Colossus room. eco collection right but, there. Right, but my, that's, my that's, Shadow of the Colossus is sitting right there. But I'm the judge. Oh, but you don't decide, Matt. Son executioner. decides. And it's literally in Son's room. <laughs> yeah. Son, you're telling me you don't own Shadow of the Colossus? I do not, not own a copy of Shadow of Colossus. Not in the room with yeah. them. Not even on your PS4? No, like, I didn't buy the remake. Digitally? I didn't buy the remake. The only version of that game yeah. I ever. Then have yeah, it. Then, then I, it sounds like Square Enix. Yeah, wins. Square Enix is going to win this uh, hands down. Okay. In my opinion, not hands down, but hands hands down, nervously on the table, shaking because yeah. the love is so strong on either because side. Because Chrono Trigger was in the room. Well, I love, I love, I, I do love Chrono Trigger as an example there because um, what that that's also like a before Square Enix existed. Mm-hmm. That's a sort of enix dipping into square's business mm-hmm, right? right isn't that the sort of what's happening with chrono trigger so anyways that solidifies square enix's spot in the championship match uh and sony goes into the third place matchup 
So our last semifinals matchup that feels like a battle of the ages yeah. is Nintendo versus Sega. What is this? 1992 or something? Okay. This is uh, Bills this versus so, the Chiefs in the conference finals. Like, well, <laughs> who's yeah. going to go? This is going to. I understand this that. Is, <laughs> this is going to break the show. Uh, I mean, I'm. I love Sega. I think Sega is amazing. I'll, I'll be boring and I'll just say it's Nintendo for me and y- y'all can do what you want. I understand. It's not firmly Nintendo. I'll say yeah. that much. I mean, like I, I can be convinced of Sega, but I I think Nintendo won, right? Is it, isn't it as simple as that? Nintendo won. Uh, what's Sega? Again, stop doing impressions of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a Sega Switch. Do you? Oh, hold on, buddy friend. The Sega Game Gear was an amazing, chunky handheld thing that felt perfect yeah. in your hands. I've got a Steam Deck it now. Used, I, I've got it the used heavy 25 handheld. different AA batteries, but it was perfect. Um, yeah. I remember playing that was the only I, downside. Was I that played it, you needed 25 double A's. Bugsy on that and a Looney Tunes basketball Ew, game. <laughs> and I love these are them. hard wrecks. It yeah. kind of seems like Sega's got this you know, slam dunking with Bubsy. I will say that I will say I need to go into the closet and I need to grab my judge uniform that I just hung up because I think I need to also be the judge here because I cannot bring okay. anything to the table for Sega besides Power Rangers um, and <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Can, <laughs> can I can I just say something really stupid that's gonna happen? Of course. Uh, if if we pick Sega here, it is uh, because of the structure of these things. Uh, it's actually just a repeat of round three. <laughs> turns out if nintendo loses it's just sony versus nintendo again and sega versus this was apparently a flaw in the system or or maybe just in how we voted but if nintendo loses to sega sega and square enix go up in the championship and then we just like literally repeat the old round redemption redemption bout it'll be it'll be easier it'll be easier (laughs) uh maybe we just redo the process with different games it's nintendo for me Uh, i'm i i am sega it's not easy but I, I I feel like I just I feel like I am Sega. That's the way I would put uh, it. I am Sega. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sega right. is just it's just weirder stuff. It's 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 fun. Yeah. It's it's more. They've been more experimental with the brand, but they've also like you know Nintendo has been in charge for a long time. Right. So like they right. don't really get to be well. As like punk Sega's rock. had highs and lows because they've also shit the bed at plenty of times. Like there's been plenty of instances of like really really strange now but uh, i mean i don't know how much is that a sega publisher versus sega the like console you know business but i i i also feel like you've got a bit of a drought like what in the 2010s what are like the absolute top tier sega things that we have to talk that's about that's when like, all the Sonic yakuza is in stuff the gutter. is coming out yeah yakuza. right what else besides like a seven yakuza games uh okay i'm just saying as a public like sonic mania for one one of the best uh sonic games of all time came out a game that they then put into a vault and said never again (laughs) i don't know but my point i'm i'm just saying here there's like i think there's been fraught times with sega whereas nintendo i don't think the negatives of nintendo have ever outweighed the positive i like i can't think of a decade for nintendo where it's just like no it got really boring there for a while i don't like the wii really much sure. at all uh and the we has like a giant truckload of garbage on. sounds like you guys need to bring me yeah a representative let's bring, let's bring sun in okay so something to stand in for all of sega versus all of nintendo and playing specifically to sun, sun sanders, sanders.
This is love. tough. Uh, son, can you give me a little bit of a hint? Because you've talked more about Nintendo in general. Mm. What Sega consoles? Has he? Have you, I don't have a... Uh, oh, there's. A so, there's oh, if I was representing Nintendo, I know exactly what I would pick, but I'm not going to help you. What if we did an inverse? <laughs> what if we try to dumpster each other? So no. Pick, the, pick it. You pick a Nintendo champion, and I pick a Sega that's champion. Weird. That's, there that's is not, one Sega game that if you said it, it would be an automatic win. But I don't. I do not know if I have ever talked to this about this game to either of yeah. you. It is a game I played as a child. I'd love to play again. Who knows if it's if it still holds what, up? What Sega consoles have you spent time with? Uh, well, just give me that. I never played. Um, honestly, it was really just the Genesis. Did you play any RPGs on the Genesis? Did I would. You know, I was just looking at this Genesis this RPG? particular game, and I was like, "Is it an RPG?" But it is not an RPG, actually. Okay. Oh, so oh, so what's happening now is Sun has chosen his own champions <laughs> for both, and we are now just playing a guessing game to yeah. try and get. So so <laughs> for for champions. the so the guessing game for this, and whoever gets closest, right? Um, for closest without, without going, going over, over is right. Sega. It's a hack and slash beat 'em up. For Ni- Whoa, for Nintendo, it is an RPG, but maybe not the ones the one that you're thinking. A Nintendo. It is it is RPG. probably one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Okay. It's not a Final Fantasy game or a Dragon Quest game. So Well, it couldn't be. It's got to be published by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. My champion for Sun Sanders is Mother 2, also known as Earthbound. Oh, sneaky pick. That's not the one, but that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, so I will guess that it is. Uh, well, th- th- Sega didn't uh make Golden Axe, did they? Did Sega make Golden Axe? Nah, they did not make Golden Axe. Mm. Well, yeah, they did make Golden Axe. I'll say Golden Axe by it Sega. Was Golden Axe. All right. Are you serious? I Golden got Axe it. was the one. It gave birth to Altered Beast. And I, I loved those games when I was a little kid. My grandma bought it. Had no idea why to this day why my grandma bought Golden Axe. She bought it. I played the Genesis at her house and I loved it. It was just a silly little game. It's probably one of my favorite set games. Matt, you were very close. Earthbound was number two, but it was Super Mario RPG. Legend I almost, of the Seven I Stars. Said Mario RPG. Wow. Your hesitation to be like, I think they published it was like, okay, then it can't be the Mario. That, that's why I was like, well, uh, will you? So what get- does that mean? Golden Axe is better than Earthbound? Cool. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> it means though. that Golden Axe <laughs> is better than Earthbound. That's what this show is saying. Yes, absolutely. All right. So is that Sega? Sega? Sega wins, which means we do run into the. I mean, are we just going to repeat? Like, do we just no, say Square it went, so, Square Enix so, is coming back, and it's going to beat Sega's pants off. Just rematching against Sega, and now this time suddenly Sega's going to beat Square Enix? Or, like, do we suddenly have new arguments? That's what I'm saying, is it's the exact same matchup we did earlier. First up, we should do third place matchup, which is Sony versus Nintendo. Yeah, Sony versus which Nintendo. Which we did. We we already did that. Oh, that is so what funny. Last that was, how did we get into this predicament? It was, it was Nintendo that won. Yeah, so this is this is deciding, though, third and fourth place. Um, how did we decide last time? Did we just vote or did we do champions? I don't think we did champions for. Yeah, I think I think I ended up. I, th- I think I was just convinced to side with you in the Nintendo route, um, mm. and then and then Sun voted Sony. What if this time uh, I will be judge? You y'all both elect champions. Uh, one one game to stand in for the entire brand. Okay. I'd like to note I've picked a number of Nintendo champions in this episode, and every single one of them have been all-time video games. Yeah, no, so Earthbound. Like Earth... Let the record stand. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, yeah, I mean, 
Nintendo's it, not it, exactly difficult to pick a champion for, though, you know? like that's So maybe they're really good as a publisher. <laughs> or maybe they don't have that many options. Um, yeah, or maybe they just kind of coagulated into a few. I picked different games every single time, like, from properties. different series. If I have to bring, time. I'll, I'll just right. bring my champion. I'm not going to do a bunch of research. Sony yeah, yeah. Interactive, The Last of Us Part 2. Okay, that's a good, the Last of Us Part that's a good one to throw out there champion. at me. The, yeah. the Nintendo champion for me, I'll say Super Mario 64. Um, Ooh! Oh damn! Mm. I got some stuff to think about. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if Mario sixty four is even my favorite three D Mario, but it is really cool. No, to I think don't think about. it is. Yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't think it was actually your favorite, but. Uh, and then what? Last of Us Part Two is nuts. Uh, I think nuts. it's just the pinnacle of everything that Sony Interactive has done. Pretty weird. Last of Us Part Two. I remember playing that game and being like, "It's really weird that they that that this is what this is." Um, uh, I'm, uh, I feel bad for getting us into this predicament. I had no idea that Hunter was going to guess Golden Axe. <laughs> I'm going with Sony. I'm going with Last of Us Part 2. Yes. Over, over Mario right. 64. It just seems like the more exciting choice of the two. This is an insane game. <laughs> that's, that's defied logic. All right. Sony wins. Now we have a rematch of Square Enix versus Sega. Last time Square well, Enix won. I want to say a little bit to Nintendo, though. You know, it, it says a lot okay. for a, a thing to be around for so long and still get fourth place. You know, some great yeah. things just never, they just, ooh, they just go bad. It has no punk rock aspect to it and still is fourth place. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Uh, all right, so Square and Sega, do I get to be a champion decider this time? Is it my ooh, turn? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it was your turn last time, but yeah. Did I, I didn't have a No, no this Enix. he's w. the judge. I've never been offered a Square Enix champion. Yeah, I will say this, Final Fantasy IX. Right? Okay. That's my um, champion for Square Enix. Final Fantasy Nine. Bring it on, am Sega. Am I wrong? Because I chose I chose a Sega champion yeah. last time we did this yeah, matchup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see, I see. So mm -hmm. so so you're the judge this time. Sun is elected Final Fantasy Nine. This is for the win. This is for the best publisher of all time. This is, this is for the win. Yeah, this is this is for the best publisher of all time. And I Square I, Enix versus Sega. Here we go. Here we go. I'm winding us up. I'm winding us up to land it. I want right now just a little bit. <laughs> of that Amy Rose music to kind of come in slow, to kind of just be coming in. Yeah. Because the Hunter's, champion- Hunter's issuing me a challenge. Hunter's issuing I'm, me a, a bet. I'm taking my glove a off duel. and I'm throwing it on the ground. And as I throw my glove on the ground, I yell, Sonic Adventure. <laughs> Hunter, no, Hunter is sabotaging Sega. Hunter no, wants not. Square no, Enix to win so bad. He's you choosing are the Sonic Adventure no, and, being, and, and being like, Matt, say it. Say Sonic Adventure is the best. I'm not Sega trying to game. sabotage it. There, it's the Amy Rose music is playing right now. What is a more I important game high. to the history of this show? Yeah, throw in I Want to Fly High. Throw in any of that garbage, I can hear weird, right now. genius music straight from heaven. <clears throat> Sonic Adventure. One last comment. Vivi, cutest little character in the entire world. Go ahead. Have you ever even fucking looked at a chow, you idiot? <laughs> Sega! Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, Sega wins. Off Sonic Adventure. Have you ever even looked at a chow? <laughs> Have you even looked at a chow? That's a shirt. That's a shirt. You idiot. Matt said to his friend. My, my, my best his friend lovers. in the whole world. That's it. We have it. First place. 
Sega. So, somehow, this last round makes no sense at all. Second place, Square Enix. Third place, Sony Interactive. Mm-hmm. Fourth place, Nintendo. Fifth place, Bandai Namco. Sixth place, Take-Two. I'd like to give special credit to Square Enix there for being amongst the big three console thing. Like, Microsoft didn't make it, obviously, mm-hmm. but of the console folks left, Square Enix was also just like, I've been here all along, Buster. Yeah. I've always been. Uh, but there it is. There are our... Uh, our top publishers of all time. Congratulations to Sega. We, at one point, we're going to name an entire Patreon tier after you. Yeah. So I think yeah. this was always written in stone Very that fitting. it would be Sega. But it's hilarious that you lost earlier and then still won the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I love it. Uh, what a ridiculous turn. Of- they paid me $100 yeah. to get Sega on top, and I took it. <laughs> So we have a second task to do then, uh, based based on uh, these new standings that we have. We have a little game to play, a little a little spirited competition between the three of us. None of us were competing for these things, although it may have felt like you know one of us was Sega, one of us was Square Enix. Mm-hmm. But now the three of us are going to compete against each other mm-hmm. uh, to determine who the listeners of this show will vote for champions. You've heard us giving a lot of examples of our champion-style game. You've heard it in the best consoles of all time episode, too. We've done this sort of thing before. We are all now each going to choose champions for these top six competitors uh, of the best publishers of all time. And based on our nominees, in a few weeks or in a week or so, uh, we will give all of you time to vote on the cases you are about to hear before you for all of the various champions. And you, the listeners, will vote on whose champion is best for each of these categories. This is us keeping score against each other. We all want to win. There's totally a chance that the three of us just tie, and maybe that's beautiful in its own right. But we have six matchups. Uh, I have determined an order randomly that will get cycled through. We all have a fair shake at this. But the way this is going to work is with each publisher, we will, in an order, nominate our champion. Uh, and obviously, so for going first has a, a minor advantage to, like, you get to try to choose the, you know, if there's some sort of a canonical de facto best, uh, then you get to get a lock on that um, and maybe issue yourself some points. But each player in the game will have as much time as they want to uh, plead their case for their game. And then the viewers or the listeners will vote uh, over the next coming weeks. So uh, we can kick things off with our sixth place contender, Take Two Interactive. Yeah. And the order that has been randomly shuffled here is hunter you get to go first uh in this one which i think is a very interesting chance to go first (laughs) with take two because we've talked about one game over and over and over again with them yeah so so obviously the one that i actually think is the best uh just for everybody is red dead redemption 2 um but i'm looking at my little sheet i made here and oh my god i did not give red dead redemption 2 the number one spot now did i oh no because my philosophy with this is uh selfish uh and about me (laughs) and and what me like i don't care what you like so much listener uh that don't matter to me uh so i am going to nominate as number one champion for take two interactive XCOM enemy within my favorite game published by take two um Wonderful game, magnificent game. 
Uh, you name your your bros after your bros, and then your bros die, and you cry. Uh, and it, it works on a macro level. The aliens are invading planet Earth. It works on a micro level. Uh, I love it. I, I think it is better than, like, I tried to, I, I like, played this game. I'd, al I'd always wanted to play this series. Uh, this game mm -hmm. comes out, and I'm like, oh, I can check out XCOM now. They made an XCOM for me. How neat. And then I went backwards to try and play the old XCOMs, and I'm going to say something unpopular right now. I like the new XCOM better because yeah. I'm uh, I'm only 33, you know. <laughs> I'm only 33. That's the XCOM for me. Uh, what's wild here is I'm next up in this uh, this this order. My first pick was also XCOM. Uh, it was going to be uh, uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown or whatever. Um, and I'm playing a little bit different strategy here. Uh, my my strategy is to sort of try to milk the audience. I don't have my own personal picks. I have what I think you all will vote for. And given how recent polls have gone, uh, I know the bent of this audience is PC and mm -hmm. uh, especially older strategy stuff. My nomination for take two is Civilization Four. Mm. Ooh, real good. Makes sense. Which leaves Sun with your final Civilization pick. Civilization Four is... is like it's a series I've never really been able to get into that much. Um, and yeah. four is probably the closest I ever got. But I feel like with with those Civ games, I kind of just always want to play the most recent one. I don't know if that is apocryphal to people. I think Civilization Four is the last time it was truly great. I, I've five uh, everything since four has had weird rough areas, hmm. whereas four was just this. Four is the like last instance of you end up playing Civilization Four until you're eyes fall out of their sockets uh whereas the later ones you, uh, there's people that still play them obsessively but uh there's always little m things that just aren't as comfortable and they're too i don't know they also haven't iterated in interesting ways since four four is like a refinement of the civilization series and perfecting its genre basically and like i mean my one of my favorite games in the genre is endless legend but like i do think even within me loving that game civilization four is even more is more confident than that so uh, Son, what is your pick for Take Two in our Um, I feel like my pick is kind of boring now, but it's Borderlands Two. Wow, that's fun. I love that. I love that. All between the three of us, nobody went with a single rock star. Yeah, I think owned, that's perfect. Yeah, that's owned. actually good. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the net, my number two was Red Dead Two, but Borderlands Two. It was just I just remember having so much fun with that. It was also the one of the yeah. first times I like sat down and like is when I built a PC and like I, I was playing mm -hmm. actively with a bunch of people. Um, I really felt like yeah. a big G gamer. Um, so yeah, Borderlands 2. Say what you will too. I mean, like we all can look at the 2010s and be like, huh, that humor style sucked a lot all the time. But I do genuinely think at the time, like I thought Borderlands 2 had brilliant writing. I, I think it's a very funny yeah. game and I think it does a really, really good job. Like I, 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 st I will stand by Borderlands 2 being a solid game that the rest of the series has all been based off of and has failed to do anything with basically is my take on it. Borderlands is like an idea and then Borderlands 2 was like the full game iteration of that concept and then they've done nothing interesting since then besides just sort of like try to rehash the same joke with new writers that aren't doing it as earnestly to me. I don't know. Maybe that's too mean, but uh, that that's why to me Borderlands 2 means a lot. So good pick, son. Next up is Bandai Namco, uh, and I'm the first pick here. Yeah. Bandai Namco. Uh, my 
choice here is one of in, in my the way my game is being played bandai namco is actually one of the few ones where i'm playing from the heart as hard as i can and it's galaga mm. uh i i think there's a lot of amazing arcade cabinets uh that namco did and galaga is the one that every single time i see a galaga machine anywhere i will play it i have to play it for like at least 10 minutes or something like I, Galaga is my favorite arcade game with a bullet across the board. Uh, so my, my vote is Galaga. Uh, next up is Sun. All right. Bandai Namco. Well, okay. This is a question. Does it have to be mm-hmm. just one single game? Yes, it does. Okay. It's a champion. Yes. Got to be Dot the one hack infection the... volume one. <laughs> <laughs> if it does not infect you, then I mean, get lost. <laughs> You're gonna hey, you're gonna have to tell people what this game even is because you're trying yeah. to get the listeners to vote for you. So sell yeah, me yeah. on dot hack. Oh, no, right. or, or are you just assuming that there's so many dot hack people out there <laughs> that you're just gonna win in a landslide? I mean, yeah, that's like literally what I'm thinking. Actually, you know what? It might be better if you don't explain it. You might actually get all the votes off just not explaining what that is. Okay, <laughs> that's that, then that's all we need. You've got cages vote. You know <laughs> Damn I mean? right, I got, and that's really the only vote you need. Um, it's true. <laughs> Uh, here, I got the, I got okay. the, I do want to read the about this item because I think it's kind of fun. Um, okay. It's the year 2010. The most popular game in the world ever is the world. A massive action RPG <laughs> game that connects people all around the planet. When the newbie named Kite sees his friend Orca killed in the game, he finds Orca's left in a coma in the real world. Kite digs deep into the world and discovers the reason why. And yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Hunter, you got a slam dunk for Bandai Namco? No. Um, I, I mean, I already, I already dunked. My 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 champ, uh, if it doesn't surprise you, uh, my number one is still available, but it's also an arcade game it's mm-hmm. pac-man oh, oh, but classic. i don't know if okay. i want to actually nominate pac-man because we already have galaga on there and i kind of yeah, want to yeah. give a little you don't variety. have to go with your first pick yeah just go with whatever feels right in the moment i think um i could go with elden ring but do we really need to do that let's do <laughs> katamari uh, uh, that's yeah. my number three champion i'm going with yeah. katamari damasi uh to give like a little bit of variety to the bandai namco conversation yep. Katamari, you roll a ball, stuff in it, ball in the stuff, and it gets bigger. Yeah, come on, you want to vote for that? that was Listeners, my, that was my. This number is two. the easiest one you're ever gonna get. It's gonna be dot hack by the landslide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, our third matchup uh, is Nintendo, our fourth best publisher, and to lead things off is Sun. What is the best Nintendo game? Oh, this is an easy one. Let's hear it. Duck Hunt. <laughs> Ooh, that's so fun <laughs> and out of left field. No, I think someone's going to get votes here because we're talking about our Duck audience. Hunt fucking <laughs> ruled. <laughs> Duck Hunt was one of the best games ever You're made. You're win every category with <laughs> yeah. this logic. With heart, with, with his courage and his heart. That's how Sun will defeat us. Oh, oh my God. And all my belts. <laughs> all my belts. Duck Hunt. All right, Hunter, you're number two. Um. Well, I was going to say Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, the audience is probably bored of hearing about Super Mario Brothers 3. I could just throw in something weird, but I don't want to play Paul's game, actually. I want to play my <laughs> game, so I am yeah. going to say Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, it is, okay. uh, of all the games we've talked about, uh, let me check my list. Oh, yep, it's still my number one, uh, even yep. though it is far <laughs> from number one on the together list of OGA. Uh, I, I don't know, Mario transforms into a Tanuki. 
Like, what else do you need? Hey. What Do we even need <laughs> more games so after Super Mario Brothers 3? Mm-mm. Couldn't we have just stopped at Super Mario Brothers 3? Come Probably. on, get out of here. Probably. Duck Hunt was already out, so yeah. <laughs> it's funny the world we're all living in because uh, there's so much Nintendo that's happened since then, but my nomination is Link to the Past. So you two went NES and I went barely into the SNES yep. for all of our Nintendo clout. Uh, but I'm going to stick yeah. to it. My other two nominations for Nintendo uh, were going to be Super Mario World and then Metroid Prime. But... Uh, 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 I, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna stick with Link to the Past because I think a Zelda needs to be on here. I think I might just get bonus votes because people Probably. are like, "But Zelda." Uh, so I'm a Zelda, uh, and I think most people uh, that care about Zelda think Link to the Past is is the best one. Although God, don't respond to that comment at all. I don't care what your favorite Zelda is, and I don't care how much you want to disagree with each other about. Well, what listeners, we don't Zelda care. Is. We don't <laughs> care. Don't matter. To Zelda us. Uh, Link to the things. Past is the one I'm using to represent Nintendo. So there's our champions. Uh, that's that's round three. We got three more. Uh, we the, the the order gets shaken up a bit here, but uh, the way this structure works is we all get to go first once, we all get to go second once, we all get I mean twice, we all get to go first twice, second twice, third twice. Uh, so our next matchup is our third best publisher. Sony Interactive and Hunter, you get to kick this one off. Yeah, so this is also kind of boring, I guess. Um, but I could say Last of Us Part Two because that's my that's my number one. Uh, or I could nominate my number three, which is Shadow of the Colossus, which I think is the one that actually the audience wants. Um, and mm. I feel like I haven't done too well in the categories in the past, so I will <laughs> I will yield to the audience a little bit and say Shadow of the Colossus. I mean, that's a game. Okay. That's a forever game if I've ever heard one. Yeah. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, son you are second up this time uh, another forever game that will last through the test of time is the legend of dragoon <laughs> four sweet sweet disc that will make you go on an adventure you'll never forget so done sweet wow all right uh hunter gets the advantage here for going first because my number one was also shadow of the colossus uh but my number two is The Last of Us number one or part one or Last of Us Remastered, whatever. Yeah, whatever. All, like, last the, of Us. the first mm-hmm. Last of Us is uh, my nomination for Sony Interactive. I will say my number three was Journey, and I almost thought I was going to have to lean on that and hope people uh, care enough. But I'm, I'm actually glad I ended up with Last of Us here. But I don't, I don't know how our audience feels about Last of Us. But yeah, I'm uh, so I guess curious. we'll find out. Uh, but I think Shadow of the Colossus is a pretty hard lock there. I will say... I mean, maybe. Legend of Dragon. Have, we... Well, never, yeah, uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. There's not, not much to say. All right, we have two more left. Our second place uh, publisher is Square Enix, and son, you get first dibs on the Square Enix mm, Pantheon. Mm, yeah. Let mm, me hear what you mm, got. Mm, mm, mm. It's a little thing called Final Fantasy IX. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> this this one's actually Vivi. competitive because I think there's a lot of conversations that have happened about, especially Final Fantasy, but like I. I think at least the three of us have agreed that that Final Fantasy IX is quote unquote the best one if you're trying to appeal to everyone's yeah. like desires. You got Vivi, uh, you got Kuna, yeah. you got Freya, you got Steiner, <laughs> you got Eco, you got Kuja as a really interesting bad guy, and you got Garnet as like the the lovable interest. Boom, done. Uh, I am next up with Square Enix, and uh, I am gonna take uh, Chrono Trigger. As, as, Ooh, that's a good one. one. That's a that's good two. What are right you there. going to pick, Hunter? I'm so curious. Yeah. Mm. It's almost more fun to actually throw out my logic and try and guess the audience than um, I, I would. My no, so my number one, of course, was Final Fantasy IX. My number two, I wanted some variety, so I ended up going for Dragon Quest XI because I wanted something that represented modern Square uh, mm. and in a good way. 
However, now I'm kind of more interested in playing the game a little bit. Um, so <laughs> we got Final Fantasy IX. That's a populist pick. Everybody wants that. Chrono Trigger, uh, uh, arguably the best. Mm-hmm. What's none of the above? Um, right. I pick Vagrant Story. Uh, oh. Which is the weirdest? Yes. Calling a shot. I hey, we have a weird RPG audience, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could see it. I could see them just coming in droves for just this weird. Get in there, Vagrant pick. Story. If you're gonna vote for one of these other two, uh, check out Vagrant Story before you do. It's kind yeah. of like a weird tactics RPG with Castlevania vibes, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just a, an aggressively strange game. The battle system—you literally target parts of your opponents body specific parts of the body (laughs) very weird game very weird game okay and that leaves one remaining sega our champion the best publisher i was not expect i honestly wasn't expecting sega as the winner here i thought sega would be in the top six but not necessarily number one uh i do not love any of my picks for sega i think there's too many things to pick from i'm gonna go with my I'm I'm gonna go against my gut instinct. I was originally gonna say Sonic and Knuckles specifically for number one because I thought that was cute and fun, mm-hmm. and like I think so many people have a such a specific memory of that weird cartridge Sonic yeah. and Knuckles. Yeah, and just love the it. Interplay. Of all. I thought that would like spark something in the listener. Right? It was just like, oh yeah, Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> but I think the real Good answer impression. that is both one of my earnest, heartfelt answers, and also I think a lot of listeners and just the way people talk about it. And I, I don't know if it's off the wall or not. It's not. I, I'm saying Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi is my Sega Ooh, pick. Crazy Taxi. Uh, Hunter, you are second. All right. Well, you know, like I said last time, just uh, kind of cue up that music. Just kind of like have it there. You know, just like keep it low. What are you talking about? Bring it up. What are you talking about right now? Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Because bring it up. Turn it up. Bring it up. Turn it up. Why would this be your make it louder? My nominee. I gave it away before, and I must repeat it one more time. S O N I C space A D B E N T U R E Sonic Adventure. All right, get out of here. Second worst Sega game on our Go on home. our OGA list. Go wow. home. You got some problem. You can come by my all house. Down. All right. Come yeah. by my house if you got a problem with it. All right. I'll show you who's boss. It's me. I'm your boss. So far, uh, the Dreamcast is being highly represented on our Sega list. Son, will you pull us away? What is your Sega pick and the end of our game? I'm gonna pull out one of the best Game Gear games and Genesis <laughs> oh games. God. What the fuck? <laughs> Yes. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> Everybody come down to the table. You know you want a slice. It what? is so good. So now I'm sure it's obvious to the audience why Sega was the overall winner of our publisher bracket. <laughs> yeah, we have the most we have Here are the three games we nominated. Crazy <laughs> Taxi, Sonic Adventure, and a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. Mm-hmm, oh my mm-hmm, god that's why mm-hmm. sega's the best okay and all of that feels very representative of a of the brand so what even is the sega brand i want to be clear too real quickly i'm just looking things up sega only published mighty Morphin power rangers is not like specifically published by anybody it's published by sega for the genesis game gear yeah, and sega cd yeah. mm-hmm. and it was published by 
Sun Santa's favorite, Bandai, Bandai. <laughs> the SNES and Game Boy. Yeah. So, so actually, Sun is just sneaking another Bandai vote into the Sega. Secretly, no, inside no. the cartridge of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for Game Gears <laughs> is the story yeah. of Dot Hack. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about this game you're talking about, uh, Sun, is that I was at Epcot when I was a child, <gasps> and Epcot used to have this big arcade. Epcot is one of the uh, Disney World parks. Uh, they used to have this big arcade. I don't know if they still do, because I haven't been there since I was a child. And they had that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Game Gear game. And so I just want to say, that, and this really, uh, my father, I think, was quite concerned. But one of the three days I got to spend at Disney World when I was a child was spent only playing the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Game Gear game <laughs> at the Epcot yes. Arcade. They had a little... They had a little uh, kiosk where they just had different systems like that and one of them That's was game awesome. gear and that was the game and i played that all day i could have seen i could have made memories that would last a lifetime at the wonderful place that is disney world and it was i chose to just play game gear one of the three games i owned on game gear bugsby That's so funny looney tunes basketball and power rangers you didn't even have the sonic game on it i didn't the, even have the sonic game wow that's I had a bunch of double A batteries. Okay, everyone, uh, check check the show notes of this for a link to the poll to vote for uh, the three of us in all of our categories. Uh, we will have a, a essentially a Google form for everyone to do their voting, and then I'll tally up the votes at I don't know what point we'll set. Well, I'll set an arbitrary date that doesn't matter to you. Um, and then in a future episode, we will add. Uh, we will we will announce the winner. I might even like here at the end just slap a recording in po like after the fact where this episode will just have the winner as a part of it oh. you know in like a few weeks but if you're listening to it live in the feed this is the end of the episode i love you all for coming here uh thank you for letting us do this uh publisher one i think this is the bonus episode we were looking forward to more than any of the other bonus episodes yeah. and i'm thrilled we did it and son thank you for joining us for it thank you for letting me be here um and do the right thing vote for dot hack yep do the right <laughs> thing everybody come on do the right vote thing for everybody. Just do all it. right come on yeah. do the right thing hell yeah Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson, with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Mm -hmm.